You are listening to Video Games to the Medium, a W2Mnet original production. Visit w2mnet.com for more content like this. Welcome all to another episode of Video Games to the Medium. This is officially episode three, as opposed to the what I said last time. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm here with the ends, as usual. Hello, hello. Uh, and we're here because Sean is too lazy or too distracted to do a podcast. <laughs> well, again, I, I'll say what I say every time I do one of these. Just come back, Sean. Yeah. The world needs you. So this will be more of a what we've been playing and what we've been like and you know our usual news discussion uh and yeah and Sean can cover these news again better yeah. if he wants to like he likes to do yeah i'm not great at picking news stories cuz like Sean picks different stuff than i care about and vice versa so yeah but, i'm not going to have things to say about all of this stuff that's in this google doc yeah. maybe some of it we can uh but I, before all that uh what have you been playing well uh not a lot um, I've been really busy editing other podcasts in the evenings, and then uh, I sp- just spent a week in Disneyland. So I haven't really been playing any games, but the thing that I finished just before Disneyland was Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Did you annoy so, a bunch of people? <laughs> I did, yeah. So uh, for those who are not in the know, uh, of course, that game has a lot of exposure. Uh, people seem to know what it is. But it's basically a, a stealth game. With puzzle objectives, so you you'll be given a list. Of, you go to an environment, you'll be given a list of objectives that you need to complete. You're a goose. In order to complete these objectives, you have to harass in a variety of ways the inhabitants of this what seems like a sleepy English village type environment. Yeah, um, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. I would liken it to something like Hitman in its mechanics, the way that um, you've got to kind of manipulate the environment to then manipulate the people in it, make them do things, trick them into doing things. There's also a uh, magical suitcase that can kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, there's no death. Um, You'd think that after some time these uh, um, citizens would turn lethal in their um, attempts to fend off the goose, but uh, that never happens. It, It always stays kind of friendly and relaxed. It's not really it's not really a game that has a fail state. The the biggest fail state is basically that you get kicked out of an area or they will all the stuff that you've carefully moved to complete an objective, they will start moving it back, which is very annoying. Yeah. Um But uh you know, you've just gotta make sure when you've got the those are actually the most annoying objectives. Some of the objectives require you to hoard a bunch of stuff in one location. So you have to sneak those items past the um you know, the various people. And if they catch you and follow you, they will um, just kind of start undoing everything that you've done over the whole course of the level. Yep. And uh, so you've got to be really careful or just put that stuff really far off. Um, I had a couple of places where I said, I'm just going to reset this. The good thing is that you can reset the level basically anytime and it will not wipe out any of the objectives that you have completed. So it's very friendly that way. In fact, it'll even count objectives for things that aren't listed yet. So yeah. if you do something before you're supposed to, it'll still count it. 
And um, once you've beat the main storyline, it opens up a bunch of other objectives, which, again, if you've already done them throughout the course of the game, it will just count that. So that's super nice. Um, It's it's, a really well-designed game. Yeah. It's it's always nice when a game, like, if if you do something that... You know, it's not a goal yet, but it will be if it just counts it already. Or, you know, if you just unlock the goal and it's already completed. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this game. And I don't want to spoil what happens because there's some fun stuff kind of towards the end of the campaign. There is like a, the last level is really cute. Let's put it that way. Um, as a fan of, well, you know my taste in things. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it made me really like the townspeople, that last level. I was like, oh, that's so adorable. Good. Um, but we'll, we'll 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 get to uh, that maybe in our uh, Untitled Goose Game spoiler cast if we ever do one. <laughs> I have to own the game first. <laughs> no. It's uh, good. You'll you'll get it on a sale or something. Yeah. Uh, we both played Man of Medan. Yeah, the follow up to uh, one of my personal favorites, Until Dawn. I uh, yeah, I didn't. I had Until Dawn for a while, but I didn't finish it. Uh, I found it like they just the gameplay kind of clunky. So I, I mean, play like, a lot of quick. T- See, here's the thing: I love FMV games and I love dumb quick time event games, and I play a lot of them. And I actually think Until Dawn is kind of on the upper in the upper tier well, of I mean, those. I thought it was done really well. I think the FMV. You know, you've also had similar complaints about David Cage's games, and I think those work relatively well as no, also. no. I really like Detroit actually. Like I was kind of shocked how much I liked yeah, that it, one. His most polished one, for sure. Um, and I like—I really liked Indigo Prophecy. I haven't played his other two ones, Beyond Two Souls and the other one, uh, mm-hmm. which I've heard are... Heavy Rain? Yeah, I've heard are less good. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Heavy Rain, but it also drives me crazy. But again, this we'll have to say for Heavy Rain spoiler cast. <laughs> um, so you were a little more positive on Man of the Dam than I was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still one of those games. Um, it's really shiny and polished, and it feels good. I think the QTEs are more simplistic than they were in oh, um, Until totally. Dawn. Well, the, yeah, the thing they, is... They've is, dumbed it down somewhat. Well, the thing is, is it's co- it's co- you can play it online cooperatively, so that's how we played it. So that's probably why they had to dumb it down some, because you're having to deal with like, network issues, or, you know, it's not so complicated. Don't th- I, mean, cause I, I don't know if that's you, what drove that design decision. Well, I failed at least one of those Q-time, quick time events because it was lagging out. No, oh, that's unfortunate. Like that. Bre- I, well, I think it's because I was the host that it, I was not affected by that. Actually, yeah, like the breathing mini game, you have to keep like press X in time with this like pattern. Like I failed that like at least I think once or twice at least because it was like yeah. I was pressing it, but it wasn't in time with like the visuals. I think the only QTEs I failed were ones where I had become too complacent because it just felt like a cutscene and you kind of relax and like you're watching a movie. Yeah. And then suddenly you have to do a QTE and you're like, oh, crap. So, uh, but yeah, um, I thought that stuff was all pretty good. Uh, and um, the multiplayer you spoke to, to co-op, uh, it's a lot like um, another game that I kind of liked. It wasn't a masterpiece or anything, but I really enjoyed A Way Out. Uh, which yeah, has the, similar the, the prison game. <laughs> it's a prison break game. It's cooperative, quick time events, basically, and there are sections where it'll pit you against each other. Also, yeah. And um, this is implemented very much the same, where it kind of splits the story up between the two players, and it actually ties really well into the narrative of the game because the game is all about 
you know, these bunch of teenagers, they're on a ghost ship, or so it seems. Uh, really, they're all. I don't know if we if we should say what the nature of it is. I mean, it's it's online, so yeah, you might as well. But they're all like tripping off like some chemical, on, yeah. on the ship. So they're like having so, hallucinations. So let's just say that there are events where you're both doing um, QTEs, and it may actually be in your benefit for one of the players to fail the QTE. Uh, they either have to both basically both players have to succeed, or both players have to fail, or something bad happens. Yeah. Um, is how I would describe that because you're kind of fighting each other in a way. Um, uh, it's cleverly done. The downside to it is that I think the only way that they could make it work is to kind of randomly split the chapters up between the players, well, so you're not consistently controlling one character. That, I mean, that's one problem because yeah, like certain character, like I'd be playing like one of the a female characters one game, like one mission. I'd play a male character for another mission, and then you'd be playing the female character. Like, a, like the same one I was playing like for like the third mission. And it's like, this is confusing. Like, why are you like, it, it never seemed why there's a reason why they're splitting up characters like this or like why you were playing a character or why I was. It's especially weird because you want to kind of role play those characters somewhat. Um, the way that you wouldn't say a Telltale game where, you know, like the one jerky guy who is the. The Sean Ashmore. The Sean Ashmore character. I immediately started picking all the jerky options for him because he seemed like such a jerk to begin with that it just seemed in character to play him as a a jerk who harasses all the ladies on the ship. Um, But then you would take that character over and you'd play him differently. Yeah. Uh, So it's just weird. Uh, You'd you'd think that, like, just give two characters... You'd have to structure the game so that it actually... You'd have to structure it more like a way out, where you've got these groups yeah. of characters who are always together, like the two, like playing as like the two brothers, for example. Like that would make yeah. more sense. I my biggest problem with the game actually, like I didn't find the gameplay like that exciting. It was passable enough, but the biggest problem I thought was the story. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah, the story's much dumber um, than Until Dawn, if that's possible. I mean, Until Dawn suffered from being a kitchen sink kind of story where it feels like we masked three different supernatural horror movies and one non-supernatural horror movie together into one game is what Until Dawn felt like. Whereas this is more because, um, you know, this is part of, part of, what is this? The Dark, the Dark Pictures series? The Dark Anthology, I think. The Dark, the Dark, the Dark Universe? The Universal yeah. Dark Universe series? Um, so this is trying to be more of an anthology, so it actually gets much more focused, where it's really just about this one incident on this boat. Um, but it, it's fairly predictable, and the characters are obviously make bad decisions, as you would expect them to do in a horror story like this. Yep. And uh, it's dumb in the way that a lot of horror, you know, it's it's like a dumb horror movie. It's like playing a dumb horror movie. I thought it was mildly entertaining in that way. Well, I didn't because it was like any – if these people have never seen a horror movie, then they wouldn't like – That's that was the only way that, that it made sense because it's like if it's just how – But nobody in horror movies has ever seen a horror movie. Well, that's their, Unless you're watching Scream or something. You're fault. watching postmodern like Kevin Williamson stuff. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I I wasn't a huge fan. The, the next one looks mildly better. Like At least it has more characters. But it was also kind of short, I thought. I mean, we blasted through it like a night. <laughs> yeah, it was like four hours. I mean, I guess it was and good. we got we got through it without losing anybody, which was nice. Well, the first time, now the first time we lost someone because I made a mistake during a quick time event, and then we reset the we like redid the chapter, and then it was fine. 
Oh, I didn't realize you'd actually that was a that was a death on your side. I didn't see. Yeah, that. yeah, I, I did it by accident, or I, you know. Uh, I mean, what? that'll happen. Yeah. All right. So we lost one person. We did. We did cheat and uh, and uh, reload the game. I mean, yeah, but the game, so. like the game, all but you know wants you to because it has multiple endings and multiple like trophy like trophies about who survives and stuff. So. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, my first—I I don't know—we got everybody through on the first playthrough, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could have done a get everybody killed playthrough next if you'd wanted to, but no. <laughs> uh, speaking of games, there's different play- trophies for all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games we've been playing together, uh, we've been trying to play Torchlight Two. <laughs> that game is great, but it's got some issues. Yeah. Uh, so when we first played it, like this was around launch. It worked completely fine. We had no issues whatsoever with the online. It was okay. Ever since then, we've been having constant problems with... I would either drop out from your game, you would drop out from my game, or it would like desync, where I, mm-hmm. it would show you were in my game, but you weren't. <laughs> you were controlled by yeah. like a computer ca- character. Or like we'd be in the same area, but we couldn't see each other. And it's like, what's... What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and we got very mad at each other um, for like a couple of hours. We, we we were really confused, and like our quests were desynced. And I would yell at Mark about, "What are you doing? I'm in this area over yeah. here doing this quest. Aren't you on the same quest with me? What are you doing?" And we didn't realize what was happening. Yeah, basically. And the game, you know, this is it's a port of an old uh, older PC game, so it's not great about telling you where the other if you're not in the same area one thing i love about it is it's the kind of co-op where you can literally go to other sides of the earth and it'll still supposedly keep you connected yeah but then of course it's very difficult to keep track of your co-op part where your co-op partner actually is but it doesn't try and force you together like a lot of games do well but then the downside of that is is with these weird desynchronizations that it just was infuriating and incomprehensible what was going on. Well, that's one thing I will credit Diablo 3 with is it had a very helpful like, just like teleport to player from like the port waypoints. Uh, that's a big missing feature. Yeah. That would help a lot. <laughs> that's a kind of when we were trying to play a Titan Quest and you know, you just have to make allowances for the fact that Titan Quest is a really old game. I mean, that, and doesn't have a lot of those conveniences. That, well, Titan Quest is much older than Torchlight Two, though, so I, I, I can forgive that. Like, okay. Torchlight Two is like 2011, maybe even like 12. Like, it's not that old. And it was, sure, it was. Oh, they could have done something for this port, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Tor- but the main thing is that it should work. Yeah, and it works for like five minutes, and then it, and then it bombs out, and. I read it on the Reddit, like, for the game, like, yeah, it's been having a lot of issues, or people, you know, they're like, we 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 released a patch to fix it, and I was like, well, it didn't work, so what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and speaking of things that don't work, Catherine remains unpatched. Yeah, and the weird thing is, is they are seemingly ignoring it, <laughs> Or I've tried to bring it up to Atlas, like their Twitter account, and the PR guy for Atlas, and they like stonewall me. Like they didn't. Yeah, they'll ghost you as soon as you bring it up. Yeah, they didn't even acknowledge a problem. And it's like, well, I mean, I know it's your biggest release, but it would have been nice if this worked. (laughs) It's frustrating to me because one of the. I mean, obviously, I bought it for myself because I I love that game, and I'll give it full marks regardless of this. But 
Uh, you know, I, I was the whole point of get of you getting it was I thought we might be able to do the co-op stuff together. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I, I'm at the end of my tether with this. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if it worked, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's all. My, that's all the games I've got. As I said, I haven't been, been Disneyland, so I haven't been I haven't been playing things. Well, right before we you were. We started recording. You've been playing one of my favorite games recently, which is Fire Emblem Three Heroes or Three Houses. Sorry, I keep calling yes. it Three Heroes. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's a um, a game that you remember me being very excited about a couple months ago when we were on this podcast, and uh, um, I played basically the first act, or I'm at the end of the first act. I just got the special sword. Yep. Phased to Death Knight. Got the um, the sword, and uh, oh. I'm now in. Bel- like I've got to hunt some some bandits in a from some French sounding group to get some artifact back, so I'm like end of Act One I think. Be- believe me, that Death Knight comes back. <laughs> He's not. Oh yeah. Uh, so I have completed the game actually. Uh, I did one mm-hmm. run. I did the golden li- golden deer. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Claude's uh, house. Yeah. And then I re- I'm doing a new game plus right now where I'm with Edelgard's uh, group, the Black Deer or Black Black Eagles. Black Eagles. Yeah, I can't remember that's, the names at that's all. That's me. So. Loving. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Black Eagles. Uh, that seems like the house to support. Uh you may be in for a rude awakening at some point. <laughs> hmm. Uh, depending on how much you like the church <laughs> or the some of the you know Rhea and some of the other characters. I mean, other than putting those. Uh, Guys to death who are trying to steal the sword. I've not seen anything untoward. Yeah. Or socially unacceptable. Well, I think the game, I really like the strategy aspects. I think it's it's involved, but it's really ba- it, I, I know, it's really basic. Like, my problem with, like, Disgaea is it gets way too complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, this this has some, some small elements. Like, like, it has a few, like, environmental issues, like, environmental traps or, you know... You can't go on this square because it'll damage you or something like that. But on the whole, it's a very basic strategy game, which is nice. Sure. Also, I don't know about your game. In my game, I can like my. I had certain characters who could just rip through anyone. Like my player character could decimate whole groups with like any weapon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm at that point now where. And I've done a little bit of grinding by doing, you know, spending some days just doing the extra yeah. combat and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've basically ended up with um, Edelgard is like a level 19 right now in my game. Byleth is level 18. And then everybody else is between like 10 and 13. Yeah. So uh, like the mission that I was just doing, which is kind of one of the main quest missions, we've just completely, you know... Either Byleth or Edelgard can just kill any unit, basically. Like, they'll do one big strike and, rip, 35 health gone. They'll just rip through anything at the moment. So I don't know if I've odd-leveled the game or what is going on. Uh, But actually, no, the Black Knight was was not easy to deal with. That's like the one challenging unit. Um, The thing is, is, I also recruited... Have you seen Catherine yet in the game? I mean, you must have. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's appeared. You can she's, a, she's a hero unit that with a, with a great weapon that uh, we everybody marvels at when she first appears. So you can recruit her at some point, which is very helpful. Uh, and yeah, she was like the unit I used. Like I could just send her into a group of guys, and she would waste them all because they would all attack her, 
and even with she was like wearing training gauntlets, which is like the very like the like the first weapon you get because like you have swords and axes, but you can't like use the good stuff until you train up with them first. So she was wearing like the basic gauntlets, and she could still rip through anyone. And it's like this is yeah, this is kind of odd. Like I don't mind it. Like it's it's kind of fun. Actually, it sounds like you. Sounds like you need to switch to the new difficulty mode that they just patched in. Uh, no, I'm good. Because <laughs> I, I actually kind of like that it's such a breeze. Like, the last mission, there are a few missions later on that, like, are kind of challenging, but not really. <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't playing on the casual for uh, Revive, yeah. for, for losing, uh, then it'd be more... Because there have been a couple of occasions oh, where, I'm, so I'm playing nor I'm playing normal slash casual basically. I'm, I, I'm doing the same, and the thing is, is like, yeah, there are characters out of lost, you know, in the third mission because they're, they're either magic characters or you know, there's archers who can't handle close combat at the time, so they get wasted. Yeah, but so if you were trying to, if you were, if it was imperative that you kept everybody alive and you were trying to like really go through this stuff, trying to protect your units, I think it would feel a lot differently. It would feel harder, even on normal. Yeah. Uh, so, fortunately, I'm, um, not, I'm not crazy. I've been trying so. to play that way, but I've been trying to play to keep everybody alive and and only, you know, oh, the, uh, it's just a safety net, I mean, so I, I don't have to completely see, restart I'm not, things. Because like I, I. Uh, on my second playthrough, I, I got to the Death Knight already, like the, you know, where you get the sword of the creator or whatever. Uh, and I sent, like, everyone against him, except for, like, Byleth, because I just ran her to the... Yeah, he'll just... The, de- the Death Knight will just one-shot people. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... And, and he's and he's difficult to hit. I, you keep, you'll keep missing yeah, him. Yeah, well, he's on a space that, like, gives him, like, plus 40 avoidance, and it's like, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Makes sense. I really like the. I will, aside from the strategy, like the monastery aspect is good. Also, like it very. It reminds me of like a Suikoden or even like a Persona Five or Persona game. Yeah, I like it. And and the uh, the fast traveling around the monastery is really do- well done. There aren't huge load screens. Yeah, like you can tell that the entire area is loaded in basically. Yep. Uh, um, it's really good. It's a great game. It it definitely feels relaxing compared to you know like even Awakening. Um, Awakening would uh, mess you up sometimes, and to be fair, I'm still early on. But it sounds from you've played through it, and you've not been, uh, you've not felt like it's uh, it's uh, been unfair. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah not, this is my first Fire Emblem game, so it's like, all right, I'm now a fan. Or if they release another one, yeah, I will try to Tell pick you, it up. Man, they're great. You should play Awakening. Isn't it only on Wii U and 3DS? Oh, is it is it uh, 3ds only? Hmm. You you don't have a th- okay. Never mind. Yeah, I don't have a 3ds. So. Uh, I sh- I should give you. One. I've got I've got an extra one somewhere. <laughs> oh, the um, I bought the XL when the XL came out, and it's rad. It's my primary one. Yeah. I think there's. Some, I mean, uh, I wouldn't want it, but there's some burgundy red XL, beautiful device. They were selling the the 2ds for like forty bucks at GameStop recently. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's hey, that's a great deal. I mean, that's a that's a cool. I like the Fisher Priceness of that thing. I don't like. I really would hate it. I think. It would just oh, bug I think me. it's cool. I, I would it, just play it in bed and not worry about what if I roll over it. Yeah, uh, I've been playing Control. Uh, yes, the remedy, the new remedy game, which is actually good. Oh wait, nothing more about nothing more about Fire Emblem other than you find oh. it easy. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to spoil the story for you too much, or, you know, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, but, 
Uh, but like, I'm curious about, okay, like for instance, I constantly, whenever I'm doing training and I always do manual training because I want to learn it. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Um, they're, 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 you know, they bring up um, this thing about like, should I shift my focus this way or that way? And like, for instance, Petra now wants to do like access plus flying. Yeah. And I never, I never know if those, whether I should take them up on like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, is there going to be an opportunity for Petra to use her flying skills? Yeah, because uh, once you skill up enough with her, you can change your class into like a, into like a dragon knight or like a wyvern knight. And she then actually gets a dragon because yeah, when yeah. she actually talks about it, she's like, there's not many wyverns in this area. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, what? Once you, once, you, once you change into a different class, then yeah, she automatically gets a dragon or like a horse or something. Oh sweet. Okay, so I've done the right thing by taking her down there that way. Yeah. It, it, okay. There are some parts that aren't quite explained. Like I found like the some of the training stuff is like very abstract, at least in, initially. It's like why would I like why are you should you change jobs or like you know what's this what's the goal of this necessarily? But then mm-hmm. you eventually kind of figure it out. Uh, Will say. you eventually? Um, how, how did you how, who did you romance if you don't mind me asking actually Catherine okay oh she's an option yeah interesting Any, pretty much any woman is an option in the game I found except for like Rhea. <laughs> but she does have a support level so I think you you might be able to I'm not quite sure um uh-huh. but I was one thing I was gonna say is it's very the game does not want you to min max skills I found uh-huh so like I, I spec'd in a sword, you know, weapon because I mean I have that sword of the creator and I you know do well with swords, but once you hit like rank S, it becomes like it takes forever to like you know get enough points to get to S plus, and mm. the game really wants you to like really wants you to be more of a jack of all trades. Like you're supposed to like spend like spend time doing other stuff because then you can re- recruit more characters because characters only care about certain things like oh yeah let's say you want to recruit uh hilda she only wants you to like if you're into like axes and horses and it's like well i so you're, you're saying you're saying byleth needs to be um spread out into a jack of all trades character so you can recruit everybody not but I, I wasn't sure if that was if that only those requirements the recruiting requirements Everybody's like, okay, this person wants faith. This person wants horse well, also, riding. The, it, the thing is, is if you give them a lot of gifts, that kind of bypasses that because they do they build their, their relationship like through that way, which is fine. Okay. Um, mm. but I also I don't think so. Like I beat the game, so my new a new game plus. It's very much like Persona, where you can't re- or like, yeah, Persona, where like you can't do everything in your first game. You can't recruit everyone because you don't have enough material or you don't have enough resources or. Uh, stats to do it but for your new game uh-huh. plus you can immediately get your professor level to a plus okay, so you have a ton of time uh at the start so you can get more training okay. and more good and, so you, and then you can so you can do your completion your second playthrough can be your completionist playthrough where you mop up no that's your third one no? if anything because there are, th- really? there are three endings or at least three so I mean, it, well, it on- we know there's at least four, right? Because um, the Black Eagles have two different, yeah, yeah. two vastly different endings. Uh, and then you can also you spend renown, like it's like a currency in the game. You can uh, for New Game Plus, I would say save renown as much as you can if you want. Uh, hmm. And then you can like you can easily reset or get your uh, 
support levels back up with certain characters. Okay. So it can, it can go like, oh, I want Marianne back. She's at C. I can get her up to A, and the next time I talk to her, she'll immediately join me. <laughs> right. Man. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. See, this is the kind of useful. As somebody who's just restarted the game, you're now. That's funny. I'm as far into my first playthrough as you're into your second playthrough. Yeah. The great. I would actually say the biggest problem I found with the game uh, is it recycles maps pretty frequently, hmm. and it doesn't like it doesn't reset them. So like one map will have the treasure chest and, and you know you open it you've you, already opened it yeah and yeah. then you sure. have 30 more battles in that map and it's always empty and it's like all right i oh. mean hey that's uh, life man and also there's only like, you can only tap a natural you can only tap a resource once i don't i found that there's only like five or six ty- like aside from like story maps but you know like the optional battles there's only like five or six maps for that uh-huh but that's like the most minor complaint it's like that's barely noticeable <laughs> Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I re- I also just like the characters. Like most of them are pretty good. I found. Yeah, I'm enjoying them. Uh, I- I'm I'm liking Bernadetta so far. I think I might go down the Bernadetta path. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I had, so I got an I got my ending, and it's really nice that every uh, like they uh, they have epilogues for every character. So I had, uh, had, do you like Manuela at all, the opera singer? Yeah, she's great. So I had her. And Dorothea, because like Dorothea is also a singer, and like you know, and, oh yeah, they'll 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 pair up, right? Yeah. But that's that's they paired up in my game, so they got they eventually like, got married or just like fell in love. Mm-hmm. But that's not yeah, they cannot do that. Or I mean, that's an optional thing. Like if they don't have a relationship, then each of them have different endings, which is really nice, or it's really well thought out. I think. Oh yeah, no, they've clearly planned it out so that there's arcs so I, in in your absence. I had like. Claude in my first game I had Claude and Marianne eventually hook up huh. which is like very very different because he's like the outgoing kind of gregarious character and Marianne's like yeah, very yeah. reserved and she's, she's and very pious. respectable church yeah. woman pious yeah um, interesting yeah so I'll be curious I mean you should try to romance Edelgard <laughs> I mean that was originally my goal Edelgard was like my the first character that i really looked at is like all right she's she's she knows what she's doing um but uh i I don't know there's something really charming about bernadette and her um her cowardice in battle and uh the way she's just just kind of uh, her 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 social anxiety yeah Uh, it's very it's very relatable and i just want to protect her uh the other character i really liked i didn't romance her but i liked uh i mentioned her well i didn't mention her but i like shamir quite a bit as well Hmm. She's, I haven't I haven't interacted with her that much yet. She's very like no. Well, I can recruit her also, and she's like very no nonsense. And I like her loyalty to Catherine, but her complete disregard for like the, you know the, the religion. <laughs> she's like, hmm. I don't I don't really care. I'm sure, that'll come. That'll be important later in the story. And I am not the uh, not really religious struggle. No, oh, I mean the religious struggle. Yeah, kind of, but. I was on the Golden Deer path, so that didn't matter at all to my character, my school. Uh-huh. Interesting. It seems to be a big thing for the Black Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're, you can already tell they're like, they. I already had one scene with them where it's like they're talking about blood spilling, and it's like that's that's a little grim, like a little mm-hmm. more grim than the Golden Deer one. <laughs> yeah. Golden Deer seems to be the fun-loving house. I, yeah. The. <laughs> Um, well, all right. 
I'm sorry I to get back to uh, um, Fire Emblem. I, I I do want to hear about Control. Yeah. Um, so the well, it plays great. Interesting character. It has a great world, or like you know, great set building and design. But the technical issues on PS4 are really annoying. <laughs> I so you're on a re- just to for to be clear for the listeners, you're not on a pro, right? I'm just a regular old PS4. Um, so any yeah. like if you're just playing the game normally, it it's fine most of the time. Like I mean, it has like frame rate dips occasionally, um, but you know you can get used to those. But anytime you pause the game and you like unpause it. It'll it'll mm-hmm. like hitch and slow down for like the first ten seconds, and then it'll be fine. But the game is still playing during the, during those five or ten seconds, so it's like, oh man, like this is like really not like really weird, nauseous kind of inducing, because like the mm. camera is like jerking around a little if you're like trying to spin it or something, or like if mm. you're in the middle of battle and you pause the game and you unpause it, it's like. Uh oh, this is not going to work out well. Really, it does a it does a little like camera jerk or something when you resume the game. Not, not even camera. I mean, it like gameplay jerk. Like, yeah, it's like five seconds where like it's unplayable, and then it... is 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 this like when you get behind on a streaming video and then it'll like catch up to you in a little burst? Kind of, yeah. Like you'll still hear the oh, audio, yeah. but then and, and, it, the video has to catch yeah, yeah. up. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? Yeah, but it's still playing as well. So it's like, well, if you're... yeah, exactly. So yeah, that'll get you killed, won't it? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like something that could have deadly consequences. Yes. Uh, hmm. But if you're on a pro, I, I, which I assume you are, it's probably better. <laughs> well, I would if I were to get that game, which I haven't yet. I'd probably get the Xbox One version. Yeah, because I heard that's the best one at present. Um. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I would actually re-get the game if I could, but it's not on Steam yet, so I'll have to wait mm. six months or a year. <laughs> yeah, for you, the PC version would be good. No, I, I like, you know, Xbox One is my choice for whatever the most hardware-intensive multi-platform games like that are. Yeah. That's where I tend to go. Um, um, that's what I bought that console for, because it, it has nothing else yeah. other than being the best performing. Uh, but the gameplay is really good. I didn't play Quantum Break. I know you did. Um, and you didn't like it. Yeah. This one's a lot more likable. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, the poets of the fall song is pretty good in it. <laughs> Tell me about your inner voice. So that's one of the weirder things is like, she monologues to herself quite a bit. It almost feels like a, uh, deadly premonition style thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not quite yeah, as good. Go- it's not quite as goofy as, Oh, uh, for, he's not talking in the third person. She's not talking in the third person, thankfully. But she like in her monologues, but it, it kind of just cuts away to, her, to like to her eyes, and it's like this. This could have been handled slightly better. Or this is still this is a little awkward. You ha- you haven't really told the listeners yet exactly what kind of game this is. Oh. Have, have we talked about how it, how it's basically? It, I mean, it's a third um, person action game. Uh, you're in a government. Um, facility for the Bureau of Control that is been taken over by the Hiss, this like evil force that can like corrupt people. Uh, uh-huh. And you are there because you're trying to find your brother who's taken by this Bureau of Control like 15 years ago, 
Uh, but you walk in. And you're kind of chosen to be the, the alien artifact chooses you to be like the new director and gives you powers. Well, not alien, but you walk in and it's completely empty like at the start. And you find the director who's killed himself with this uh, special gun. They, it's an uh, object of power gun. And you pick mm. it up and then, yeah, you immediately become the director of control or like the bureau. Uh, By virtue of possessing this artifact. Yeah, it, it chooses you. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you're trying to find your brother, stop the hiss, and then you can help out certain people along the way. Um, and you also gain, like, tele- like you also start gaining powers. Like, you have uh, telekinesis. You have a shield ability. You can, fl- can now fly around a little. Stuff like that. I've heard comparisons to PSYOPs. That's an... Yeah. Kind, I mean, the, the throwing stuff around, yes, but not the other powers, necessarily. And it's not... Okay. PSYOPs was a little more free like free flowing with that like this you have a pretty limited control like limited supply at first but later mm-hmm. on and also you can't just hold an you can hold an item but you can't like manipulate stuff that well okay uh, you could just do like because that had a physics physics engine you could kind of just do whatever <laughs> okay do you use your powers for puzzle solving uh see that's the thing not really it's it's mainly no? for combat like uh yeah. Community is like throwing Any rocks. platforming sections? No. Not not I know there is later on. Uh not that I've seen though. Although I think I mentioned to you, or it might have been Sean. So I got in this one like area where it's like a pipes area and mm-hmm. there was a door I could not reach. And I was like, Alright, this is ticking me off. So yeah, I basically I I started bringing stuff into the room with my telekinesis laying it down and it built like a small platform to get up there. And then I got up there and it's mm-hmm. like, you still need levitation. And then I didn't have that at all. So it's like, all right, well I guess I'll come back. <laughs> uh, that's like a Metroidvania type thing where you, once oh, you gain the ability, oh, you can then return. Not even that because it's not, it's not, I mean, there are some abilities like that, but I mean, you, you literally have key cards. So it's like, Oh, I need to get in this, uh, rank two door, and I only have the rank one key card, so I have to come back here later on. Um, the one one problem with the game, the map is really bad. Um, it, it's okay. Mo- most most important thing with games like that is does the map clearly indicate what's up and what's down? No. Okay. Uh, and it would have been nice if the map said, if the map annotated, like, okay, you hit this lot, this rank three door, you can't get into it. But now you have the key card to so go back. Like it, it has nothing like that. It's just a map of like the different departments of control. So it's like, oh, the research department has a luck and probability but sector. It's like, okay. It's not telling you that a new area has become accessible. I get that. Yeah. But when you say it doesn't indicate whether something – so it, so like it'll show a goal. It'll do that thing where it shows a goal, but it doesn't have like a little arrow or anything to show that like that goal is above you. No. Uh, huh. At least in the map. So the actual game, it has very good – directions like it'll like you know you'll frequently see like oh this department is to the left or this department is to the upper right so that's that's more what you follow instead of the actual map because that's so terrible hmm. um okay but yeah you frequently fight against like his controlled people uh you have a few different weapons like you have the regular gun you only have one gun and it can shape shift into different forms Ah, just like in uh, um, Astral Chain. Yeah, so you, ha- you know it can become a shotgun or like a, you know, rifle or a sniper rifle, stuff like that. Um, and the actual, yeah, I think that it just 
plays really good. That's the, that's the ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it sounds promising. I, hey, I love uh, Alan Wake, so... Oh, yeah. And they, I hear that, that this ties into Alan Wake in an interesting way, so that's also exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How far? So how far would you say you're into it? I, I'm at least halfway. I, I just got the uh, flight power. I found my brother, but he's, like, crazy. Um, okay. So now I'm trying to, like, kind of cl- like clear his mind or, like... What you know there there aren't uh puzzle there aren't like jumping around or platforming puzzles but there are more there are more uh intellectual puzzles or like trying to figure out something like I so like one one thing you have to do or you can do is one of the one of the costumes you get you can get you have to win a roulette wheel like a roulette spin uh mm-hmm. but you have to set all these different things up in this room for for your luck to get high enough to spin it or to, to win. So the dinosaur has to be, you know, at this one spot or, you know, the light has the the plant has to be planted in this one area or the lights have to be all on stuff like that. It's not like, it's not, you're not like jumping around, but it's more like figuring out what has to be on or off. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. And, yeah, it's just really good. Like it's surprisingly good, actually, considering people were really down on Quantum Break. <laughs> yeah, well, Quantum Break, besides being extremely linear and kind of clunky to play, I, I just thought the FMV stuff was was awful. Well, this uh, so this has I it has very limited FMV stuff. Like there, that's good. It, there are a few. There's like this weird puppet puppet show. Uh, going on and then you'll see this guy one of the researchers for the bureau like talking to you or he has like a lot of videotapes that's about it <laughs> like there's not a ton of vi- fmv it's mostly like in cinemat or in game cinematics or you know it's weird because i i love bad fmv usually but there's just something about it um it just had that like subpar sci-fi or i should say siffy series you know kind of feel to it and it was off-putting yeah and it was just hilarious how actually the the most infuriating and hilarious thing about it was was how only tangentially all the TV show stuff in any way was connected to the main story. Well, I think they got the I think they got the rug pulled out from under them because like their Microsoft like TV studios like shut down like halfway through. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. It, it feels it feels like a bunch of it just it's like deleted scenes to a show you'll never get. Yeah, and it's completely feels completely pointless. Yeah. Like, like I'm sure if they want anyway, I'm, you've got. I'm sure if they if they had that opportunity, they would have had like Lance Riddick and Littlefinger much more in the TV show than they did. Oh yeah, I would like you know I always like more Littlefinger. Uh, um, you haven't watched any Game of Thrones yet, have you? Nope. Okay, well I'll bug you again another time. Yeah. Um, You've got more games to talk about though. You've got. Do you want to talk about Remnant some? No, you finished it. I didn't finish it at all. Uh. But oh. I can talk about it. Yeah. So Remnant is a Dark Souls-like game, uh, but it's ranged. Like, you have guns. It's not melee-focused as much. You do have a melee weapon, but you only use it for, like, certain situations. <laughs> it's like an over-the-shoulder third-person shooter. Yeah. Basically, in a Dark Souls-type framework. Right. Like, you have, like, basically an Estus Flask equivalent. Um uh, and yeah, there are a ton of bosses. 
like every area, you know, has a boss essentially. But yeah, the different weapons are, you know, you have like handguns, assault rifles. You, have a, you can get a laser beam at some point. I find the game really great. I know you didn't like it as much. Um, yeah. But I think the the biggest problem I have with these types of games is melee combat feels awkward, or I don't like getting in close. <laughs> so ha- having see, I don't agree. Well, I know you don't because you're a huge fan of those games. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I, yeah, like I, I'm also in playing the search too, and it's like, yeah, uh, why aren't there guns in this in this universe, especially in, in that universe? You know, it's a sci-fi universe. Like, huh? <laughs> I, I will say this: I I think I really only enjoy Dark Souls like games when they are actually Dark Souls, or when they are something that's like very close in quality and polish. I, well, that's how I, and, um, I mean, I, I will disagree, yeah. but I, that's how I feel about Remnant. Like, it's very up there as far as, like, you know. It's a well-done game, I, I grant you. But it's like it has all the – the thing about Remnant is it has all the trappings of Dark Souls, but, like, the very core of the experience is a shooter. And I just – I don't really want to play a Dark Souls shooter. It's not – I realize that's, like, not my niche, I think. Well, I mean I, – I think I, I prefer my shooters to be a little bit uh, more loose and more forgiving. Whereas with Dark Souls, it's all about the you know the melee combat and the exploration, and also the art design. I feel like the the art design, the general art direction of of Remnant is not up to like a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne standard. Well, Remnant is very much so. like it's in the Dark Siders art style. Cause yes, which is a lesser art style to me personally. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I'm also not a huge Dark Siders fan. That's your fault. <laughs> Well, well, Dark Siders three was bad, but I'll I'll grant you that one. But one and two were all right. <laughs> um, I only played one. Two is two is better, but it had more technical issues. Like the at least early on, it did. Um, yeah, I just really enjoy. It. Well, also we played Remnant together, and we had no issues with that. Surprisingly, no. The multiplayer is really the multiplayer is extremely well done. You know the the, so, the game that kudos well, there the game that has the most. Uh, technical networking you know because you know it's a shooter so and it's pretty fast paced if i if i can say but we had no drops or no disconnects or anything so i'll grant it that and unlike you know a dark souls or whatever the multiplayer actually was actually like handled well (laughs) yeah the thing to me that makes a dark souls boss fight more enjoyable than a remnant boss fight is in Dark Souls, I feel like I can focus on one, maybe at most two kind of enemies and learn their moves and what they're doing and kind of just, you know, outmaneuver them. Whereas in Remnant, most of the bosses spawn these little henchmen. Yeah. Uh, many, many of which explode. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. So uh, that just is a totally different dynamic where rather than being able to kind of focus on the boss and and uh, um, deal with the boss in a mano a mano isn't way which is what i enjoy i feel like i have to constantly be on the lookout for something spawning and then exploding behind me isn't there a dark souls 2 boss fight where you fight three guys oh okay sure there are exceptions and there's you know there's a in dark there's a cavern you know you you fight like a hundred rats at one point um but they're more outliers and uh, also you deal with that a little differently I, see, I think the counter to that argument though is if you're playing remnant with two different people at least i mean it the one weird thing is helen has uh support for three players not four which is kind of odd but interesting it's still okay because I mean, we just played together um you have one player 
handling the ads and then the other player, you know, doing damage to the boss. I mean, that's that's the way you should be doing it, I think. Or, you know, trying to, you know, yeah, support each other that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not it's not for me. But I can, I can I will not say it's it's not a bad game by any in any way. And I understand why people like it. It seems to be quite popular. Yeah. Also, I I like the non uh like you can re-roll the world and re-roll your main quest. So it's 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 kind of a roguelike in that way. So you're not like set upon like one thing. And also if you re-roll like you keep your you keep your old gear and skills, which is really mm-hmm. useful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been playing other stuff like. Uh, uh, the, you were going to talk about the surge too. I can talk about that for a second. Yeah, it's. It, Please. It's sci-fi Dark Souls. Uh, I yeah, I realized when I was playing it, I don't like the me- I don't like melee combat. And it's not it's not this game specifically's problem. I just don't like melee combat in these games. You don't like in any of them. You didn't even like Neo. Neo has some of the best melee combat I've ever experienced in a video game. Neo was better, but it was still just weird to me. Um, hmm. And then also, I don't. The other thing I don't like about these games, except for, well, Remnant, Remnant wasn't open. Like it wasn't. It didn't have like a bunch of like alternate paths or paths that like doubled doubled around on itself or anything. It was just you go into an area. There might be like one or two small dungeons, and then like the new the next area you're supposed to go to. I don't like Dark Souls or, you know, even like The Surge 2 because it tells you nowhere where to go. Hmm. Uh, I don't need, you know, I don't need some flashing arrow on the screen saying, go here, idiot. But some some direction would be nice eventually or, you know. Okay. Or Just From what I've heard about that game, that game is puts you in a relatively confined space. Um, different from other Souls, you know, in... Rather than other souls likes that where you're traversing kind of these large areas that do interconnect, it's more like you're in a kind of labyrinthine confined areas with way more interconnections than you'd ever get in a souls. Yeah. I mean And I think that's probably why they're not you know, they really want you to explore every nook and cranny of that space. Yeah. So I I mean I just wrote my review for it like a few nights ago. I liken it to a uh collection of circles. So what you'll do, you'll have a med bay, which is like where you level up. It's basically the bonfire of, you know, the area. So you'll, go, you'll mm-hmm. hit the med bay, you'll, go, you'll start exploring, and you'll go down a path that will eventually circle around back to the med bay. But you'll be able to, like, unlock a door or some hidden alleyway or some hidden path that, like, nets you back to the med bay. And then, so that's, like, one circle. And mm-hmm. then on that, on that path, you'll find, like, another, like, another offshoot. And then so you go down that way, and then you'll eventually find your way back to the med bay again. So it's like, that's like another circle completed. And but you'll find another path. So it's like there's like it's basically like a flower or something where you just keep like, getting back to like the main hub of the med bay, and then at the end of, at the end of the game, will it will it look like Versailles or something where it's just you know all these uh, you've basically got a, a fan of of streets yeah. going outwards yeah. from a central point. Kinda, yeah. Um, hmm. there's some good humor in the game. Like I think personally, uh, the combat is fine. You know, it's traditional melee combat. You do have a drone. I think you got the drone in, in search one, but it sucked. But this one is actually useful. You still have to like target specific 
body parts and then rip them off or, you know, cut them off to get blueprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game really wants you to, like, you have a battery system to, you know, to power your suit, but yeah. you, you only charge it really by, like, attacking. <laughs> so, you know, it's a push and pull of you have to attack, but then, you know, that gets, you might get killed. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's risk reward just to recharge. Yeah. Or, you know, to get your health huh. back. Yeah. That seems crazy. Okay. Um, I think I've heard Bloodborne did something similar to that. I, I, Bloodborne will let you recover uh, health if, if you do an immediate second attack okay. or something along those lines. That's the one. That, that's, yeah. that's like the one big one I haven't if, played. So if you immediately counter, basically, Bloodborne will let you oh. gain a percentage of the health that you just lost. See, see Blood, uh, Search Two does have it has dodging and a counter system. I found the mm-hmm. counter system to be extremely finicky and like not even worth it. Nah. Like it tells you where to. That's unfortunate. You have to like hold block and then like it'll pop up and say it's like the attack is coming from the left and you have to like hit the right stick and the left, you know, to the left. But it's very timing focused, so you'll I frequently missed it and either got hit or like very de- like my stamina got like knocked the hell down because I you know I missed the I missed the parry. <laughs> wow. Uh, but I mean, as a dark, as the one thing I'll credit for it, credit dark search two with it has a really good art art style. Like I know you didn't like the hmm. first one at all because it, it was no. I thought the art style was bleak. It was a bleak and boring. It was just all warehouses and crates. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like you're always in like a robotics factory or something. It's like this is this is awkward or like this is really weird. Uh, this one. Well, it's not. It's not weird. It's just. It's nothing. It, it, I mean, it just feels. Well, it was kind of this lazy, or is it very? It felt like very pre-made. This one at mm-hmm. least has like a, a lot of variety to like the different areas, um, and like so you know how many different tiles? How many tile sets are there? At least four, actually five. I mean, you, it's okay. not that's not a ton, you know. I I can hear you rolling your eyes, or, you know, but no, no. Uh, it, I mean, it's very it's intricate. It's not like one or two paths. You know, there's like four or five paths you can go down. So. Or try to at least, and like it's very vertical also, and cool. it is it is kind of a Metroidvania as well because you have you have to pick up certain items to like unlock different doors or like use the grappling hook points around the city. Which I, oh, grappling hook mechanic. Yeah, I really wish. Uh, mm. I mean, I got the game for PS4. The one other thing I'll say is there are some really gnarly texture popping in that game. Uh Hmm. Sometimes it'll look great. Sometimes it'll look like an N64 game, <laughs> and I'm not—I'm not sure why. <laughs> Bizarre. This is—is this, is this an Unreal Engine game, or uh, what's the? I don't know. It, it would make sense okay. if it was. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's their own like game engine or whatever. Gotcha. Um, the one thing I would say, if I if I could, I really wish I had the game on PC. Because then you could just blow the hell through it. <laughs> right, you could just cheat through yeah. it. Yeah, sure. the first game took place all in a factory, so that's, you know, that's why. Yeah. Uh, well, I just, here's the thing. I don't want to, I hear these search games are good. I don't want to crap on games I haven't played. Well, the second um, one. I, I've, everything I've heard about 2 says it's, a, you know, it's a good Souls-like. Yeah. So, I, mean, it, I, I it just, um, Lords of, Lords of, uh, what's it Lords called? Lords of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen really burned me. 
and I didn't I didn't care for it. So so I just kind of you know once I I get like a game you know it's like spiders. Everybody's going on about the latest spiders game, um, but I just feel like I've been burned too many times. Yeah, I feel I feel that I'm, I'll feel that way next week when it when that Janice on Bob movie gets released. <laughs> yeah, well, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith's dead to me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, so yeah, let's want to talk about some of the news about what's been grinding your gears with regard uh, to what is Adara. Uh, Adara is a neat, uh, I think a neat hidden object game. It came out on Windows Store like a few years ago. It was like the Windows mm-hmm. Eight Store, I think. Uh, yeah, it's a hidden object game. It's episodic. Yeah. Uh, it's made by Americans, or it's, I think it was some Seattle-based team. So it's not arcane uh-huh. like some of these other hidden object games are. Uh, and it actually has a really good art style and has good voice acting. So it, it tells a it tells a big story. So you do a hidden object sequence, story sequence, and so on, and you get more puzzles and more story episodes. Yeah, it, over there's time, five episodes. Uh, it's on Steam. The one the one issue is the Steam version seems really. I wouldn't say unfinished, but it seems like very hitchy or like it, it this didn't flow as well as the, the Windows Store version did. I don't I don't know why. Uh, you, huh. But you play a character named Jane Sinclair and you're trying to wait. But this is this being a hidden object game. I'm assuming it's all like still graphics. No, you know, like illustrations that you're clicking on. No, this one actually does have uh, element or certain it's scenes where you can 3D. Yeah, we can. Well, you, you're first person because you can move the camera around and like rotate oh. and like look around and stuff. Uh, oh, when you say hidden object game, I was picturing like the classic. Here is a picture of uh, a dining room. Click on all the teacups no, or whatever. It, it, most of the scenes are like that, but it it does have like every four, every like fifth or sixth scene is like 3D, so you can like look around and you know see different objects and like on the ground or the ceiling. Um. And it has the usual mm. puzzles too. Some of the puzzles like really, really didn't work because of the hitching or like the there's like a kaleidoscope puzzle where you have to like match match this image with the kaleidoscope or you use the kaleidoscope oh. to like match an image, but I never I never got it to work correctly. And I eventually had to like skip it because it was just like too finicky or like too like it Oh, you can just skip puzzles? Oh, yeah. You just okay. have to wait like ten seconds or fifteen seconds, and you have a little skip option pops up. Uh, oh, but it doesn't. That that'll all um, go into your final analysis, though, right? You you won't get full completion. Well, it's just achievements. Like, who cares about those? <laughs> okay. Especially Steam achievements. Like this, the original Windows Store version had Windows achievements, or like, you know, Xbox ones. This one has Steam achievements, mm-hmm. which are worthless. So, <laughs> right. Uh I still like the game. Uh, it ends on a really bad cliffhanger, though. Uh, I mean, I think they're... Wait, in the final episode? Yeah. Is, are there not more episodes to come? Right. Because it was published by Microsoft, so I think they were expecting to, like, do a second season. And then uh, when yeah. the Windows Store failed, it got pulled out from under them. Oh, no. Uh, but the the saving grace to the game, actually, is... Like, it looks really nice, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to, like, win... You know... <laughs> uh you know, graphical achievement or anything, but I mean, it has a clean look to it. Uh, it came out in 2010 or 2012. Okay. Uh, the girl, the actress who is, uh, Liara from mass effect is like the main, main voice actress. 
and she also did. Oh, nice. She also did Lightning and Final Fantasy. And, and, you know, she's been around. Oh, now you're speaking my language. I did like Lightning. Lightning is Liara. Yeah. It's a act, Interesting. Uh, an actress named Allie Hills. Um, or mm. Hillis, I should say. Sorry. I'm one of the few people that you'll find who really liked uh, FF13. Yep. <laughs> I d- liked it a lot. I didn't play that one. I played Final Fantasy thirteen two. Thirteen two is when I fell off the series because the story became too incomprehensible for me. Like I was like, I finished thirteen. I I could follow thirteen roughly. Like I shouldn't have a problem, but no. That's the one that broke you. <laughs> yeah, two is the one that broke me. I uh, didn't play three. I only played the demo three. Anyway, sorry, we've come off uh, um, off topic. Yeah, same actress. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a neat neat thing. Yeah, and it's only like seven all bucks. Right, now we've truly now we've truly covered all the games on the list. I just didn't want to. Sorry to not move forward. I just didn't want to skip anything. No, I, the list I had are like things I've been playing. You know, I just trying to think about every you know everything I've played like off and on. I just picked up right uh, last night or yesterday. I picked up Prey, the, like the new one. Uh, yeah. For PC. Okay. You'll have to tell me what you think. Well, I liked Prey when it came out, so, yeah. Okay. Fair did, did you not like it, or? I didn't play a lot. Okay. It it has a pretty bad start, I think. Like, the start is great, but then, like, once you actually get into the space station, it gets a little unfocused, yeah. but then it eventually picks up, or, you know. I It's a game that I was like, okay, I'll put this down for now and get back to it, and I never got back to it. Um, it didn't hold my interest. Um, anyway, news. Yep. Talk about Blizzard and Atari VCS nonsense, it says here. Yeah. And then, Also, give Jens time to rant about Google. Do you want to rant about Google first? No, because I, I just don't think that Stadia thing is going to work. Like, I think it'll work <laughs> if you're in Seattle or San Francisco, but that's like the only two locations. Because you and I can't even get an, a decent networking connection together, and we're on yeah. we're on good we're internet, tr- you know, you know, Comcast. Yeah, internet. I'm on Comcast, and I get like 17 megabytes a second, which is fine. <laughs> but yeah, should be able should be able to play Super Mario Brothers, uh, um, a Super Mario Maker, yeah, we, two together. We played but that, no. and that was laggy as hell. And I was like, what what's going on here? <laughs> like, how come Remnant is yeah. the one game that works? <laughs> Well, you know what would make, make it work? What if the game could predict the input that I was going to make yeah. before I make them? Except what if you make a different input and then the whole thing falls apart? Well, will I still get credit for the mushroom I just picked up or will I narrowly miss it before it goes down into the hole? Yeah. That's the real question. Well, I guess it'll... Like, how, how are you... <laughs> like, just autoplay the game at some point. Yeah, just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I just when whenever um, you know the closest thing we have to this is in like fighting games. I say like when they, they try and predict. Yeah, when they when they try and make up for bad net code by predicting where somebody's going to be. Yeah, but then one player always gets screwed when the game has to actually catch up to what really happened. Yeah. You know, when the gate when the match ends and you have to count who the winner and the loser was, the game has to reconcile somehow the differences in the two games. Exactly. And I mean, I guess it, I guess it doesn't matter in a single player experience; it can always decide in your favor. I mean, yeah, but also it's not like like think about like certain games like that are very action heavy, like Assassin's Creed. Like, imagine how that's mm-hmm. going to play with this with this crap into it. Like, it would feel even more awkward. 
It seems insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I have, well, I have no interest in Google Stadia anyway, so. Oh, Google Stadia, it, it jumped the shark with its initial concept. It jumped the shark when we learned that you don't actually own the games you buy because you lose them when you're no longer paying for the service. And it's absolutely jumping the shark again with this sort of thing. Yeah. It's, there's just no... I, it was never... It, it's just a hilarious comedy to me now to follow. I mean, it's more of a pipe dream than... Uh, what was that? What was it called? On Live? Or what was the emulation thing they had? They made? On Live came out. Yeah. It was a thing for a little bit. People played it. You can kind of see how... A lot of that same kind of tech is, you know, what's the PlayStation now? Yeah, I heard that's pretty. Or whatever I heard it this is. is, pretty good though right now. Or it got, yeah, sure, it got better. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure if that's the experience, that's but that's not. I don't know. Just do your computing locally. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to compute everything in the cloud. Speaking of computing, we should talk about the Atari VCS garbage. Uh, All right, tell me about this. So, I mean, Atari made that Kickstarter for the VCS, I think, last year. or Yeah, it was last year, I think. And they raised $3 million uh, you know, to, to bring a new, a new Atari console out. Uh, they were supposed to update over the summer, and they never did until like they got called out on it. And like someone was like, is there supposed to be an update uh, by September 23rd? And like the Atari Twitter account was like, no, we never said it. We never said to the 23rd. And the, the Twitter response was, that's the end of summer, you idiot. Like, and you still never updated correctly. <laughs> and then they very quickly released like, an update about like what the board looks like. Uh, they didn't hmm. pay the system architect, like the guy making the board and his team for six months. Uh. Which is nuts. Uh, the company itself has like one point, they don't make, they don't make anything. All they do is like license out stuff. Yeah. It's just a brand. So you can get the, um, you know, 32 games in one thing that yeah. they sell, the Atari, uh, you know, in the mall. Well, yeah. They, the Atari flashback, you know, garbage. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they're like, I think two or, or like the, the, the collections. I bought both of those on disc, actually the Atari, uh, Classics collections on PS4. Yeah. So they are... So they make stuff. Well, no, they license stuff. Other people make it. Uh, okay. But they are like... I think the recent financials, they're like $2 million in debt. And the CEO got a paycheck of $1.5 million. Mm. And of course. Well, when the company is on its way out, the CEO has got to... Ca- you've got to cash in as much as you can, extract all that money. And quickly, Atari quickly. only has three employees. <laughs> So yeah. you have to imagine it's the CEO and his two frat brothers are running this thing. Was VCS a Kickstarter? Yeah. Or or, or a Indiegogo or something? Yeah, it was. I think a Kickstarter. Which one of – okay. So they are obligated to deliver, I mean, I suppose. Theoretically. No, it was Indiegogo. Yeah. You're right. So it, Yeah, so they're not obligated it, to deliver. Yeah, so, that, so they're fine. It'll never come out. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't. I was trying to remember. Like that sounds like something I would have given money to. I think Kickstarter, um, but I don't. Kick, I don't do Indiegogo unless I really trust the creator. Kickstarter got so many, uh, you know, failed projects that they had to put in that rule that said you actually you have to come out with this thing or you have to have a working prototype. Yeah. Which you know. All right. Atari never will have. So. Yep. Nope. 
vaporware. Let's talk about Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, so do you know about the story or no? So I know that uh, there was a player who spoke out against the Chinese occupation of Hong Kong yep. or the crackdown on Hong Kong protesters. Yeah. Blizzard removed them as well as the broadcasters who were present in the room when he made those statements. Yep. Um, and now there's a big, um, there was a PR statement, which is apparently, um, ridiculous that just came out. Uh, I only know what I see on Twitter, so I haven't actually looked into any of these things in detail. The the guy got banned from tournament play for like a year. He got his winnings, I think for the past two years revoked, uh, which is bizarre because I mean, like, is it just put in a trust or I'm not quite sure how it how it goes back for two years unless they didn't pay it out yet or something. Uh, but yeah, the statement today, or the statement that got put out yesterday or today was like, you know, we uphold values that focus on diversity and global thinking. It's like, yeah, all right. Uh, the suspension got rescinded for six months uh, and he's not going to be able to keep his winnings. It's like, well, how lofty of you blizzard. <laughs> mm. Uh it's a bad look because, I mean, Blizzard's, like, they're a, an American company, and they want that sweet... Ostensibly. Well, they want that sweet, sweet Chinese cash, but that's not, yeah. the, that's not the direction most of the American fan base wants them to go in. Because, like... Yeah, but that's a much smaller... That's a smaller market than the Chinese market. Well, theoretically. Well, no, because they don't know how well Blizzard game is going to do in China. In China. Like... There are a billion mm. Diablo clones already as it is. What makes the official Diablo a mortal game? You know, I think, I think that's going to break into the market. <laughs> right. I don't know. This just It seems like something that Blizzard was contractually obligated to do in some for some reason, because otherwise they certainly would have tried to avoid it happening, but they, you know, they've got to keep some kind of investors or some kind of deal. They've got to keep somebody happy. They also, with this, even if it's a horrible PR nightmare for them. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, BlizzCon is happening in a few weeks, and you can't imagine that's going to be too happy of a convention this year. No. It's a bummer. The whole Hong Kong thing, man, I mean, this is, I've been pretty much, as for as long as I can remember, it's been, it's been this. You know, before Britain gave Hong Kong back to China, we, you know, used to, what's going to happen when that when that day comes? You know, because you grew up on all that all that amazing culture that Hong Kong used to export back in the day, and uh, yeah, everything that we feared um, would happen has basically happened over the last decade or so. You know, there was kind of a grace period, yeah, and then once that uh, grace period uh, ran out, China really started cracking down on things. So. I don't know. Is, does Blizzard want to be seen to be complicit in such a thing? Right. I mean... Chinese government strikes me as pretty nasty. They, uh, they're partially owned like 5% by China, uh, Tencent, the Chinese company, so I think they kind of have to. Yeah. Oh, 5% ownership. Uh, it's like how, Again, like, how much... I wonder how much uh, lenience... I wonder how they weighed that decision, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because they must have known it would be trouble for them. I actually don't think so. I I think they walked in blind. I you know I I don't think 
I thought they would just, I think they think that they'd just get away with it or no one would care. You think they made it just a snap decision without thinking about it too much? Yeah. And then it blew from huh. their face, like so many of their recent decisions have. <laughs> so it, yeah. it's nuts. I, you know, BlizzCon is going to be a nightmare, I think, for them. Um, I think someone will actually get on stage at BlizzCon and say, oh, Diablo Immortal is out now. And then the convention hall will like be lit on fire. <laughs> Diablo Mobile, you said? Diablo Immortal. Oh, Immortal. Is that the, the yeah, mobile game? Yeah, that's the mobile game. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really... I mean, you're not, you're not a huge Blizzard fan. or I mean, most of their games uh, yeah, are on PC. I don't so. play most of their stuff, so yeah. They're not. Uh, it's it's not hard for me to boycott Blizzard, even though I'm not a boycott yeah. culture kind of guy. Uh, but really, the only thing I play of theirs is Diablo. Yeah, and they haven't made a new one of those in all, quite a long time. So no, it'll be a while. It'll be a while until uh, I have to wrestle with that. You don't. Um, you don't play Hearthstone. You don't. You don't nope. play uh, Blizzard All Stars. Their Dota clone. <laughs> well, no one plays that anymore, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know what some of these are. Yeah. So, uh, some PS5 details got leaked out. Yes, uh, consoles. That's that's what I care about. Kind of. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, since so even yeah, I'm, do you mind? Go, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, firstly, 4K drive. That's old tech, man. Uh-huh. What about an 8K drive? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Ah, uh, cheap Sony. Not putting on 8K drives for us. No, I'm excited about a proper 4K drive. That means we have high-capacity discs. That'll still require... Discs with 100 gigabytes of capacity. Basically, Very exciting. You'll still need to download a 140 gigabyte patch. <laughs> sure, sure. Hopefully that'll be a, a big hard drive. Which I've, I've now heard is going to be an SSD. Yeah. So that, that means it's probably not actually going to be a huge hard drive. But um, game installation is going to be more granular than you would expect from a console's past. Specifically, you can basically by choice say, I'm going to install only the multiplayer campaign, or I'm going to install only the puzzle mode, or whatever. I only want Nazi zombies. Yeah. That, that's so what says. Th- that's <laughs> a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a thing I'm definitely not, not going to make use of. Um, no, actually, no. It might, might be good if it's just like, I do not give a damn about this multiplayer. I'm never going to play it. Just install the single-player campaign. Yeah. I'm out of SSD space. That's how I feel about Call of Duty most of the time. So, All right. Um, then, ray tracing. We talked about ray tracing last time. You seemed unexcited. I'm still excited. It, it's a gimmick, but okay. <laughs> yep. Um, if, if, better UI. If, if they want to make me excited, bring, they need to bring back Smell-O-Vision. Mmm. <laughs> uh, just old scratch and sniff. Yeah. Just the uh, H game comes with a comes with a John Waters style sna- snatch and uh, snatch and <laughs> scratch and sniff card. Good lord. It's not quite his, his uh, bag, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, I, I, I'm wondering if there was a um, no. This is too horrible to contemplate, even in, even when talking about pink flamingos. So the new user interface will be better. It'll allow you to see more details on what you can play at any time, as well as what your friends are doing. So, you know what's funny is I, the PS4 interface is getting it feels like it's getting slower, at least in my machine, but it's still fine. Like it's still good. 
And like the Xbox One has gone through like what three or four different UIs over its lifespan. Like, oh yeah, like, I I've never had any performance issues or any issues really with the PlayStation interface. I mean, it's simple. The only slow, um, the only slow but, part is like seeing what you what what, I'm, what my friends are doing. Like it does take like a few seconds. Right, because it has to lo- it has to load a bunch. Of, it has to connect to the server at that point, load a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but that's that's it. And uh, I gotta give funny credit like that. You, that user interface has been fine. Like I imagine the PS3, PS5 interface will be much the same way. That's good. I mean, it'll just be a refined version of what we already know and love. I'm sure they're not gonna screw it up. Yeah. Um, it's not like Microsoft where every time they do new, new iteration, it's like, is it gonna be better or worse than it was? Because it's completely unpredictable what they're gonna do next. They need to go back to Blades. Yeah, Blades is the best. Yeah, uh, that was absolutely my favorite 360 UI. Blades with the add-on that eventually, um, when they first introduced it, the uh, where you could press the um, home button basically, and it would open a little mini Blades thing. Yeah. Wait, no, that was that was later. That was when they they took Blades away, and then they brought Bla- Blades back as the mini Blades. Yeah. But I think there was was there mini Blades in the original yeah, there was. interface also. Yeah. Ah, good times. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what Microsoft's going to be doing with their interface. I'm sure it'll be more of the same, like, bunch of random squares. Yeah, it'll be tiles. That it'll be, don't make any sense in their placement. It'll just be hundreds of tiles on the screen. <laughs> and they won't have any any, just, any clue what they actually say or do. You just have to click, click on them tiles, randomly. Tiles, menus, tabs that don't stand out, the usual. Um, but... Yeah, I kind of like the two. Like, it's basically just two big horizontally scrolling lists for PlayStation. Like, you go up and down between them, and then you go left and right. Yeah. Um, I like that, but you know, I'm sure there are people who disagree. Yep. And they're wrong. Blue Point Games. Yep. The studio behind Shadow of the Colossus. Well, not the studio behind Shadow of the Colossus. The, 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 the studio behind the remake. Yeah. Yes, they they did the remakes of, Stu- of Shadow of the Colossus and the Nathan Drake Collection Uncharted. The first one. Um, both of which uh, really good ports or really good uh, um, remakes. Yeah. Uncharted really more of a – I, I feel like Shadow Colossus is more of a remake and Uncharted is more of an upraise. Yeah, Uncharted, Uncharted like, I don't think was basically – they didn't like rebuild – because Shadow of the, Com- of the Colossus was basically a rebuild. Like they made a new game. Like Uncharted yeah, exactly. was basically a port job. Or, you know, it's like here, here's all three of them. They look a little better. Yeah. Yeah. So very different projects, those two, kind of lumped together here. But um, yeah, they're working on another PS5 game. Say it's a big one. That, that's so, That'll be the Last of Us 2 port job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Is it is it ICO or ECO, I should say, for PS5? Like completely remade? No. I mean, that, that, is that it, game has um, a small fan base, but not enough of, you know, not not a big one. Ooh, what about a completely like high definition, like super beautiful remake of God Hand? Yeah, that'll that'll happen. That's a Capcom game, though. So not. Oh yeah, right. It would have to be. I'm think, gotta think of something that's Sony Studio. I don't know. There's not that much. A Shadow of the Colossus PS5, I guess. They'll make it. They'll make a uh, two extreme reboot. <laughs> the the high the HD version of Jumping Flash that everyone has been pining for. Mm. It'll be PS. You don't think them- it'll be PSVR though? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Classic Sony games. Oh. Uh, um. Oh, Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword PS5. There we go. Lair. Nah, no. No. Well, Lair's not gonna happen. <laughs> and Heaven Heavenly Sword is Ninja Theory. 
Yeah, but it's a Sony Studios release, isn't it? They published it, but they'd have to get. I mean, they'd have to get. Ninja oh, oh, Sony published. Okay, man, I'm not even soon, in the right. Considering that Ninja Theory is not owned by Xbox, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Oh, you're right, man. I'm way off of my guesses today. Uh, speaking of Sony, uh, Sean Layden left Sony or is leaving Sony. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With great with great emotion, he leaves it. Yeah. It, this was pretty sudden, or you know, there was no kind of build up to it. He's just like, "I'm, I'm out." Yeah, I, I could not prepare myself for, um, you know, so suddenly missing this visionary leadership. So, of the three guys that were on the E3's stage last year, you know, Reggie, uh, Sean, and Phil Spencer from Xbox, only one of them is left. <laughs> That that doesn't bode well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Mike Mike Wibara also left, right? Well, he's, he, he, left he, he left Xbox. Yeah, but I mean, like Phil Spencer is still still around, at least. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. These people, you know, you go to the you you, you do that for a couple of years, so you've got it on your resume, and then you move on to whatever venture capital yeah. stuff you want to do. I don't know. Get in and get out. <laughs> Although, I mean, both of those guys... I mean, Reggie was there for, like, what, 20 years? So it's not like it was a quick job for him. <laughs> true, true. But, yeah, it always amuses me when people, like, follow this stuff like it was a soap opera. Yeah. They're like, what's happening at Sony? It's like... Yeah. People are leaving. I know. Like, you know, it's the, it's the end of the PS4, pretty much. Or, you know, it's winding down. And the PS5 is probably going to be, a you know, a huge uh, thing for them. And they... they just, Mm -hmm. I got tired, or you know, they want to spend other time doing shit. Like, yeah, exactly. you see this, you see this huge thing coming down the pike that you're like, oh no, 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 yeah, not dealing with, not dealing with another launch, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, Steam is going to soon let you play local games online. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so like all those like local couch co-op games, you can actually play them with someone now, which is that's a great innovation. Which is helpful because those games, you know, I no one has couch co-op or I mean, I, it's just such a PlayStation. Hmm? Didn't PlayStation Four kind of promise some sort of a like you would think that you'd be able to do that kind of workaround with the take over your friend's PS4 thing for like a local co-op game. Yeah, but you'd think there'd be some sort of way to add an extra layer of online to make local co-op stuff well, work. Well, unless it's a game that blocks off the video feed like Catherine does. <laughs> like yeah, like Catherine does jerky. But yeah, so this basically so this is going to allow me to screen share with you and then play your copy of a game or is it basically just going to I think it'll let me connect as a player it, it'll it'll screen share but like so like let's say double dragon for example so I mean or like uh -huh. contra I'll be player one and like you'd have a controller and you you'd press start and you'd be player two and it'll just play like that right but I'd be, would I be playing my copy of no, this I, game I think we, or I'd be playing my copy Okay, get, yeah. Get, we wouldn't both have to have one, theoretically, unless it's, like, for licensing reasons. Right. I mean, that... that I see. That would make... I mean, if that's if that's a, a hurdle, like, that's still okay. But I don't... Like, I'm not going to play... I don't have, like... 
three co- or you know, I don't have three people to play Ninja Gun with me like locally, or you know, right? It's like what or uh, that Overcooked game. It's like that. Just make it online. You oh, idiots. you're right. <laughs> yeah, any controllers connected to the second player's computer will act as if they're played directly into the first computer. The player hosting the game can also choose to allow or block inputs to their shared keyboard and mouse. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Uh, so you have to invest in your your PC again soon. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean my PC can be a piece of crap, right? Because all I'm doing is all I'm doing is connecting to your yeah my, my good PC. You're 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 the one running the game. I'll I'll just be uh, um, streaming your video yeah. and inputting. Uh, yep. Huh. What else? Uh, Red... Uh, we've got... Well, Red... Yeah, Red Dead. Is finally hitting PC on November 5th. I really would have to buy a new PC for that. Well, Red Dead 2, I should say. <laughs> no, not the first. Yeah. Uh... No, you you will not... No Red Dead 1 for you, PC gamers. Never. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, if honestly... I mean, because Rockstar announced... Or they released their, like, you know, stupid Rockstar game launcher... That's the one thing that would get people interested. If they said, okay, Red Dead 2 is hitting on November 5th. If you pre-order it now, you get Red Dead 1 for PC for free. I mean, like imagine how many copies it would sell. And so, and, I mean, it would sell all the copies. Instead, you can, you can get two like free PC games of like GTA 3, you know, San Andreas, Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir. It's like... I mean, that's still good. Well, some of those are good. Uh... They're pretty much all good. Uh, any of those? No, L.A. Noire and Max Payne Three. No, <laughs> I really like both of those. Max Payne Three is really underrated because it's bad. It, it no, destroys not. what Max Payne is. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You you don't. It's fine. It's a good. It's a good Max Payne game. It, well, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he doesn't have the hair. Uh, no, it's because Bullet Time is basically rendered worthless. That's still fine. Okay, it's not nearly to the degree that it was. So I think the but it's still there. The writing is bad. Then there's new mechanics on top of it. The writing is bad. Why do they have a uh, cover system? Finding the golden guns is worthless or like really stupid. Like the humor is gone. Like I don't care about the hair or not. That does not matter to me. It's the fact that they butchered Max Payne as a as a franchise. Or a concept. Well, I thought it was a, it was an interesting story and and visually fantastic. Had a great sense of style, great also, music. Great, also, that game was like camera angles and stuff. That game was like fucked hard. It, like it was just yeah, it was hard. Even on like normal sure. or even easy, yeah. it's like this is not fun to play. Like that stupid stadium level uh, that went went on forever. It's like it was fun. No. <laughs> uh but yeah, Rockstar 2, I mean, Red Dead 2 is hitting soon. You know, it comes with some of the DLC. Uh, sure. You know, I, I mean, I didn't like the game. I know you did, but I. It was for good. people that want to play it, sure, <laughs> have fun. I, it's just still worried about Red Dead 1, though. Like, what, you know, what's up? I know, there must be something in that engine or whatever that they did that makes it difficult to port. Yeah. I would, I would, There's got to be something where it's like, it'd be too much effort. I, that's the only thing that comes to my mind as an explanation. I would also be happy because it's not on PC if they announced a Warriors PC version. Sure, I like that game quite a bit. I've never played that one, but it has a great reputation. Yeah, especially if, I mean if you like the movie, then it, it's very nice. <laughs> uh, the movie's okay. 
and the game is coming to Steam in like December, I think. Uh, like it's being released on like I think Rockstar and the Epic Launcher first, and then it'll be on Steam like December. So that's not that's mm. not too long of a wait, I guess. No, perfectly reasonable. Uh, so I guess House of the Dead one and two are getting remade. Hmm. Uh. All right. <laughs> yep. I um. I I'm pretty indifferent. <laughs> like I guess Rockstar Two or House of the Dead Two is fine, but I didn't like the first one that much. Um. I uh the oh, the last one I played was Overkill on the Wii. I'm sure that was a real banger. <laughs> it would have been good if the motion stuff had been. Good. It just was not reliable enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, it was very yeah. The last one I played was Typing of the Dead Overkill, which is all right. Oh, Typing of the Dead, yeah, that might have been interesting. I never played that, but um, yeah, I know my history with House of the Dead is very limited. I've played them a little bit in arcades, and I watched the movie. Oh, that was a real banger. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm- but you know, full remake, it says. Yeah. So basically, uh, fresh graphics, fresh everything could be good. I don't mind a nice rail shooter. I mean, the problem is they're too sh- they're frequently too short. I mean, those get short games. There's, you can beat them in a couple of hours, right? Yeah. So unless this thing's gonna be like twenty and bucks, then or twenty for each, then I'm not too interested. If it's like it would, it would have to be like not full price, like thirty bucks maybe. Yeah. So. Uh, Custom, a little Call of Duty news. The PS4 mm. is getting an exclusive survival mode for a year. Uh, oh. that, you know, fans, you know, PC players and Xbox fans are pissed at. Sure, uh, makes sense. The bigger, the bigger thing actually is like the install size for that game is like 140 gigabytes. Yeah, well, you know. The, yeah, the last game was 80. <laughs> That, you know, that's it. yeah. There's a lot of a- there's a lot of assets, a lot of content, all those maps. What do you want? A smaller game. <laughs> I don't care about the multiplayer okay, maps. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna go on this uh, Jim Sterling thing now with game compression. Kinda. Like nah. I, don't, I don't have infinite space. <laughs> that's true. We're we're constantly deleting things from our hard drives to make room for new things. But I just tend to kind of install like the three or four games that I'm playing at any given time. So I have like twenty PS3 or PS4 games installed. So you know, some are like old old games. That, you know, that is like like Yakuza Zero or you know mm-hmm. Marvel's Capcom Three, which are like small. Right, and you're you're going to pick them back up at some point. Small so you games, delete them. but yeah. But I'm like, I you know, if you have uh you know this game installed, like or like or like Red Dead Two, like do you still have that installed? Uh, no, I, I, uh, actually on my, on the Xbox, it allows you to put a secondary hard drive, uh, to connect the secondary hard drive up, an external one. So does, so does and, PS4, uh, I think. I, right. I guess PS4 lets you too. But with Xbox, I've just kind of, whenever I finish something, I kind of unload it onto the external. I just move it. Yeah. And, uh, that way I don't, wouldn't have to go through the ridiculously, because Red Dead 2 took me like half a day to install, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another, that's another thing about the, uh, the, I mean, they didn't mention it for the PS5 thing, but the, uh, you know how PS4 has like the, it downloads like a portion of it and it's like ready to play and then it'll download the rest of it. It's like that, that feature has never worked reliably or great for me. 
No. It was fun. Uh, Wolfenstein was kind of doing that when, when we were playing it or trying to play it. And then as soon as we got in, it's like, oh, but not the co-op mode. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, I think <laughs> I think one of the Assassin's Creeds, it might have been Syndicate. It had like a very like, – like the first mission or two was like, you know, the playable part. And then it's like at that like, – you hit a wall, like a literal gray wall in the game world. And it's like, oh, this is for when, when you finish the rest of the download. It's like, let's – that's mm. eight hours away. It's like okay, then I guess mm. I guess I'm done with this game for the night or for the day. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, yep. uh, do you have any interest in? I mean, I assume you buy Final Fantasy VII the remake. Oh, of course I'm buying. Okay, you. good. Uh, this classic mode. This this is an interesting story. Well, the class. So oh, gone. <laughs> Oh, no, no, please, no, no, if you, you want to explain you, what it you is. No, you go, because I have questions about it, so. <laughs> okay, so basically, the way I understand it from the way this news story is written is that there is a setting in Final Fantasy VII to turn the combat into something that resembles the combat in the original Final Fantasy VII, where you uh, pick your attacks from a little command menu. Yeah. So that that is... Um, so it's not going to be exactly like um, original Final Fantasy VII uh, combat because they probably can't quite approximate it in the new engine and everything. I mean, but they're, it's not going to have the big blue bar on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it's basically, if you're an old school Final Fantasy VII fan and you don't like the action elements or being timed on stuff, right? If you don't like to have to do things under pressure, here's your classic mode where you pick pick from a menu like in a traditional Final Fantasy. Also, I guess seems like a cool thing. Also, I guess with this mode on, uh, it automates like the actual action combat for you, so it charges up the ATB, the active time battle uh, gauge, so you can actually like do magic or right. you know do summons. So here's the thing. Here's my question: Isn't this yeah. basically the Final Fantasy 15 wait mode? Yeah, you know, pretty similar. Okay. And in, in, in that, and in that, like, yeah, it doesn't. It forces you. It doesn't force you to uh, to do the I little actiony inputs to pull well, things the di- off. The difference, or to wo- I guess, the difference is like Final Fantasy Fifteen. The wait mode was timed; like it could run out, and also, like, initially, it could only play as Noctis, so you couldn't control the other characters. It couldn't issue have them issue commands, mm-hmm. but it's the same basic idea, especially since yeah. Final Fantasy Seven is running on Final Fantasy Fifteen's engine, so. <laughs> Hey, if I don't want to do that stuff, I mean, sure. Yeah. The, why not cater to that kind of player? Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this game. I already, you know, I, got, I got my copy pre-ordered, so I just got to wait for it to come out. <laughs> how? Yeah. How? I think I, I mean, I've asked Sean this, but how far do you think that game is going to last? Or like how? Like how many discs of original FF7 is it going to cover? Yeah. <sighs> I imagine. Gosh, the first disc, and that's yeah. it. I, you think it's just? I think they will hmm. greatly expand what you can do in Midgar. Um, yeah, because like the, like Final Fantasy VII, like the you don't really explore Midgar that much, <laughs> or like even the slums, because like, you're not like doing like it's just very it's pretty linear actually. For like the first disc of that game is really linear actually. Uh, were you able to ever get a Super Nintendo uh, Switch controller? Not yet. Okay. Uh, it's not showing up anywhere. Yeah, I guess Nintendo has said have said that they won't have a like a they, moving forward. They're not going to have an official schedule for 
old emulation releases. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a drag, but as long as they keep putting out, you know, good games, then it's well, fine. <laughs> as long as they still release them, you know, I, I don't mind it being stealthy or surprising releases. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, actually, if stuff just comes out randomly or you get a Nintendo Direct and they say, hey, there's eight new games on the store and you can buy them now. I like that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, maybe they're just not ready to commit to a schedule. I, yeah. I'm not seeing this as, I mean, it is a little worrisome where it's like, are we not going to hear about this for another year? And then maybe there's going to be a couple more and that's it. Or like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, oh yeah, I didn't talk about my fun Super Nintendo adventure the past two nights. <laughs> no, tell me about it. Well, I mentioned to you about that flashcard I now want. So, okay. I have two Super Nintendos. I have a Super uh-huh. Analog NT, which you helped me buy, like that good one. Yeah. And then my Super Nintendo is broken, like the actual con, like the old console I have. It has graphical issues, like a sprites flicker in and out occasionally, or like some stuff doesn't work well or doesn't work correctly. Mm-hmm. So I told that I told that to a friend of mine online, and she's like, "Oh, the Super Nintendo has these service cards or service programs." It'll, you know, run through all the CPU calculations and, you know, mm-hmm. it'll tell you, you know, a CPU test, essentially. I'm like, that's a good idea. Right. I should I should run that. Uh, I have a flash cart, an old one, that uh, I was like, I can put it on this cart. This, you know, this flash, or this uh, service ROM on this cart. It wouldn't go on the cart. Because, <laughs> uh, hmm. you know, it's just, it's not a known program or not, not a known ROM. So I talked... <laughs> But my flashcard has a U- little USB uh, port on it, so you can like transfer from a PC. The problem is the uh, transfer program it can only work on Windows XP, not anything newer. It's thirty two bit, and I spent about two days rank- wrestling with this thing, and I eventually got it to work last night. And of course, the ROM still won't transfer over. <laughs> Huh. So, I asked uh, Peter Brown from GameSpot, I think it was two nights ago, I'm like, will Flashcart run this thing? And he was like, oh yeah, I have a uh, SNES 2 SD cart, and that'll run it fine. So now you're convinced that if you spend $230 on the super good... Flashcart. Flashcart, that it'll actually it'll help fix your... Super I mean, at best, you'll be able to diagnose it. I mean, is, is it going to fix anything? Is no, gonna... no. But the di- I just want to... See, that's the thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious why the SNES is broken. I'm not going to... You know, if it's like, oh, the CPU is bad, it's like, I'm not going to, like... Do... Wouldn't it be more cost-effective for you to just have the SNES repaired by a place that does that? Uh, if I knew... If a place did that, yeah, but I... <laughs> there's, I mean, look, there's places on the internet that offer the service. Well, also, the problem is the SNES has a mod chip in it, like a very simple one. Mm. Not for not for piracy, because there's no anti... It's it's for, like, region switching, I think. So... That's useful. Yeah. Or it can... It's switching region, or North America and PAL, and then it goes from 60, megahertz, or 60 hertz to 50 for, like, TVs. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's all very... It's all pointless... Uh, because I have the super analog and that plays anything, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I I realize my desire is very stupid and uh, 
impetuous. No, you just you, but, you're just like me in that you become obsessed with dumb things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can relate. But yeah. Uh what else for news? <laughs> I don't know. The only the rest of the stuff all seems like stuff that you probably want to talk to Sean about. Like well, Madame Webb film and development, who cares? NBC Universal announced a streaming service. Who cares? I mean, you'd say that, but Sean's never doing never doing this podcast again, so we're okay. It. Okay, uh, all right. We should, we, Kevin Feige develops a Star Wars film. Good because Lauren, uh, what's her name? Lauren Kennedy can't apparently. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen, sorry. Yes. Well, I have no opinions on Star Wars. Good, <laughs> except for the uh, Star Wars park. In Disneyland. Yes. Uh, Smuggler's Run, not a good ride. It's basically Space Team if you dumbed Space Team down uh, to being, um, you know, a QTE where the button lights up and then you press the button. Oh, well, yeah. The one thing I, we should talk about a little is GameStop. Uh, they are in major trouble. <laughs> They're closing 200 stores. That's just the start of their trouble. Um, their stock prices tumbled drastically over the past two years. Um, like to the point where it's, it's like scary. Uh, they're, they're right now they're at five thirty-seven for stock. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, five, like even three years ago, they were at $46. So to lose, you know, eight, eight times over your stock is not great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so they're coming up with these ideas for different types of stores. Uh, one is supposed to be like a retro store. One is supposed to be a, uh, like a board game lounge. Mm-hmm. There's a video of the store in Oklahoma. It was like a GameStop prototype store where like they cleared out most of their stuff. Like they still had games. Like when you first walked in and they had like a few t-shirt kiosks and stuff, but they had, like, a big area in the back with, like, a table set up for people to play games at. And they had, like, chairs and they had snacks and stuff. So they're just converting back into good old-fashioned comic book stores. Kind of. Without the comics. Uh, right. They're turning. It's like the Games Workshop store. Yeah. Where you can buy your Warhammer figurines and you can go in the back and you can play 7th C or... Yeah. Whatever other, See, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of West End games. Well, I mean, I, or, or, okay, you play yeah. you play Gloomhaven, I think, right? I do, and yeah, I've seen you play that with like two or three other people at least. Yeah, we've got a group of four people playing it. Imagine walking into a GameStop with Gloom, you know, the copy of Gloomhaven, and say, "We're going to set up here, you know, and play this game." Imagine how many how many times you're going to get harassed by the GameStop clerk. But have you pre-ordered anything? Do you want to buy any <laughs> snacks? Want to buy a T-shirt? Well, our local uh, comic book store, which is called Jabba's Palace, um, they used to do the role-playing game or board game playing or Magic the Gathering sessions yeah. usually after hours. Yeah. Or they would they have a specially dedicated – they have like one person who's dedicated to that room and it's like a room that's kind of in the back of the store. Yeah, my, my store has that too. Uh, it's actually this – like they have a big room next door. So I went with a friend mm-hmm. of mine. He did – he plays this Transformers card game uh, and yeah <laughs> – it was like, you know, 10 or 15 people in this room playing Transformers. And I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whenever Southern Fried Game Room Expo happens, uh, there's been an increasingly large section of that expo. Because that started out as a pinball expo. 
Yeah. And uh, with like a little section for board games. And the board game section just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it'll just, there's just a whole section of the hotel now that they'll set up just with tables because people just go there to play board games. And it's just, I don't understand. This is like the only time that you can play these pinball machines, you know? Yeah. You can play board games anytime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can just go out and play, go out into the parking lot and play it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, people like to go to a hotel to play see, uh, um, board games, I guess. See, I, I this idea for like different stores is interesting. I think the problem with GameStop is it's just too toxic of a brand. Like, you know, if you say GameStop to like a regular gamer, there's a recoil, and yeah, like. It just has such a negative connotation built up with this name at this point that the battle's already kind of lost, I think. Like, I mean, GameStop won't exist five years from now, I don't think. At least in its current form. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, my, my, the, I like the idea of a retro store, but the problem is stock? Like, what are they going to do? You know, have one copy of Mario World and eight, 800 copies of NHL 93 to, you know, to sell and that's it? Like, there's not a ton of, re- like, unless they're just going to be going out and buying eBay stock and selling it in their stores, there's not a ton of retro, like, the, the retro GameStop is dwindling. Or, you know, it's not completely rare, but the running, like, at a certain point, you just run out of games. Yeah. Like. It's it's not. Um, it's not, you know, it's not like 93. There's not an influx of new stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're basically recycling the old stuff over and over, or, you know, trying yeah. to. Yeah. Um, my, my great idea though, and I don't, I don't know if I told you, but I've told other people, if they do open sure. up these retro stores, they should rebrand them as Funko land. <laughs> Cause were you, yeah. were you in this country? Like, when did you come to this country? Like 2000. So does Funko land is probably gone by that point then, right? Or have you? No, I only know it from the stories. Okay. Yeah. It used to be a great little store. Like you'd walk in yeah. and there'd be like four console set up on like crt tvs like i think it, like two snesses a genesis and like maybe a nest or maybe like two snesses and two genesises and then in the back of the store there'd be like three or four more set up and those the uh you could just ask to play a game and they would like just put in a game like oh i want to try out you know kid chameleon and the genesis and the clerk would just put it in if, if they had it um yeah. and they That's used cool. to have these, they used to have these like great little paper uh price guides mm-hmm. that are hysterical to read nowadays because like oh this copy of earthbound is 25 dollars it's like this copy of earthbound is now 180 dollars <laughs> like yeah well that's what happens yeah so does does gamestop own the funko um, yeah they bought land yep they bought the, okay well, they merged or bought it they own everything they own eb games Babbage's. Oh, yeah. Funko EB Land. Games would also be better to bring back. Yeah. Better brand than GameStop, for sure. That's the thing. Is game- yeah, you always hear about, the, you know, if you read the internet at all or gaming forums, you read people telling their Funko Land stories, and there seems to be a great swath of nostalgia around that brand. Yeah. So I don't know about how prevalent are GameStops or how many other, like Atlanta? Well, it's a big city, I guess, but. Yeah, we've got like a dozen of them. In my In my town, there are. Four within a six, within like a four mile radius of each other. Yeah, you've got too many. And it's like, yeah, it's like two of them really are bad too because they're like really cramped and small. And it's like, why don't you just close all four, honestly, and make one big one no, somewhere you, and 
hmm. you know, actually have it be good. <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh, I've got a couple of game stops. There's like one at the mall near me, and then there's one like a couple of miles down a nearby street. And uh, yeah, they're they're far enough apart, I think, where um, they're not gratuitous. There's no. You're not like what another GameStop? What? There are two GameStops near me that are literally not even a mile apart. Like they're mm. like around the same. They're one is like on the corner of this road, and one is like down the road, like half a mile. Hey, like, maybe they need to just close some stores. Keep the if maybe they can keep this thing alive. Who can say? Well, that's what they're doing. I think they have. I think they have four thousand stores, and it's like that's that's too many. Like. <laughs> hmm. Uh, and the last thing, or one of the last things is, I guess... Ubisoft? Yeah, they said they're not going to be making shorter games. Uh, yeah. Please make shorter games. <laughs> well, you see, it's all about crowding the marketplace. If the player is still playing your 60-hour game, they won't be buying another game. No, it just makes me not want to play. Like, Assassin's Creed <laughs> is too way too long. Like, uh... Yeah, this quote from Gimo, uh our goal is to make sure you can have a have a unity within an odyssey. It's like Unity was already kinda long. Like it's not it's not I, like, I, it wasn't a short game. I understand. Well, if you pump the amount of resources that Ubisoft pumps into a game, into a world that huge, you do want that world to actually be full of content. But you don't need it to be that huge. Like, when I finished Assassin's Creed Origins, the Egyptian one, like, mm-hmm. there are there were, I think, 24 uh, map, you know, or uh, different, you know, maps, or basically sections. I didn't hit eight of them in my plane, you know, my plane. That's not great. <laughs> like, and I think Odyssey has, like, 32, and I didn't hit, like, 12 of them. Because there's yeah. there's no need because you know you, unless you go there specifically to do something it's like why would you there's no purpose to going there like I mean I always like to see the whole world that they've made yeah but you need to do a thousand quests in the world no I don't it, I mean and it's like Odyssey had a very uh, I think it had a pretty boring look to it honestly like you know just Roman architecture it's like okay I, I got to the big town. That's it. I, I don't need to see ten more, you know, ten more smaller towns. It's this one's mm-hmm. fine. Like I think they're. I think they had the shorter Assassin's Creed games. It was better. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know because Syn- Syndicate's the last one I played. Yeah, well, you should try. You should try Odyssey then because your your head might explode because nah, I'm g- I'm good. If you're a completionist, I'll send you that for Christmas. You'd be like, oh God, no. <laughs> no I, I played. Uh, I played Wildlands was enough for me. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same problem. It's like that game mm-hmm. is way too big, and I think that's what breakpoints. One of the problems with breakpoint too, right? That's what I hear. As as I said, I'm not getting breakpoint right now. Not until it's um twenty bucks. <laughs> not until it's patched. Also, yeah, it needs patching from yeah. everything I've read. I think I think I saw Matt Matt Rory from Giant Bomb posted a clip on his Twitter of like he fast traveled to like a different point in the world and he just fell through the world. Like he spawned under under the world and he just fell through. Great. Like, this is this is nice. I'm like what? <laughs> yep. Uh, That's did they did he give a reason to why they're making just not going to go back? 
Our goal is to make sure you can have a unity within an honesty. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, does that even said, mean? But... What does that mean? Yeah. Like, unity a, was not... A it. unity within an... Do you mean, like, the game unity in an environment like Odyssey? Is that what he means? Like, yeah. something that's well, the size of what unity was? I, I guess said, someone asked him, like, what would games ever uh, return to the scale of Assassin's Creed Unity? Where, like, the main story can be finished in, like, 15 hours, but it has, you know, a lot of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, we want, our, you know, unity within Odyssey. It's like, no, like... <laughs> If I'm already getting burned out on the main quest, what makes you think I want to spend 800 more hours playing side quests in this game? Like, it's just if you didn't if you didn't have a context, like if you just take this sentence on its own, it is a ridiculous sentence. <laughs> Our goal is to make sure you can have a unity within an odyssey. Shouldn't it be an unity? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> anyway. But he's right, though. It's a, it's a value, right? You get a lot from your investment in the game. That, you get a lot out of it. But, I mean, yes, but there's only a very small fraction of the people who are going to complete it. Like, it would... It, that's true. The smart thing is to look at where people fall off, and that's what you yeah, build for. Yeah, if people fall off at a, after a 40-hour... You know, if 80% of people fall off after 40 hours of playing, let's make a 40-hour game. You don't need to make a 400-hour game for the... You know, five people are going to finish it all, all the way through. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's bizarre. Like, I, I, like most Ubisoft games are too big anyway. Like, if anything, they can keep making bigger ones. You know, eventually, it's like, dear God, no! I can't imagine like what, uh, what is it? Oh, what is their game that the cyber hack division game. yeah no no cyber oh, uh, game. watchdogs yeah watchdogs you can't imagine how big watchdog 3 is gonna be yeah watchdogs the first was too long at 20 hours the I second was, was to be done with that the second was long but it actually did hold up fairly well yeah uh, i heard it was better but i think watchdog 3 is weird because it has no main character <laughs> so hmm. that'll be interesting <laughs> Oh well, create a character is a cool thing, though. No, I'm, no, I'm about to come no, back. no. You, you, you basically select different characters. Oh, okay. But how? Do, oh, from uh, f- well, you can like recruit different characters and just like swap into them at will. Oh, cool. But it's like, how does that? How do you build a story around that? Like, <laughs> I mean, around the team. I mean, I guess it's, makes makes sense. You you could build a story around the Scooby Gang. It's just, yeah, it's called the story about it's the, called Ma- the, the was, hackers. Yeah, the Scooby game was called Man of Medan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Man of Medan, you're so dumb. Which what? we haven't even mentioned. Man of Medan is the name of the ship. Yeah, which they, they never explain or they never say. <laughs> like, I think it's, it's like, not like a dude from Medan, unless unless it's the guy who's the 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 Urza's Peter Stormare. What's you, you were like excited about this actor? Uh, Pip Torrens. He's in he's in Pip preacher. Torrens. Yeah. Is is he from Medan? Uh, I think he's from Britain. Is it? Uh, no. Well, there we are. Uh, so yeah, we should talk a little about uh, maybe a little entertainment news. And now you don't care about Star Wars or uh, Spider Man, but uh, Spider Man. Well, ne- Spider Man lo- between the last time me and Sean did a podcast and now Spider Man got lost and is now back in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. It was. It amused me how uh, they resolved their differences like a day or two before the um, Spider-Man 
far from home home video release. Yeah, I guess they're like, they're gone. Oh yeah, nobody will care if they think this is a dead end. We've got to resolve this now. Yeah, before this release happens. I actually did buy Spider-Man uh, Far From Home on Blu-ray. <laughs> I also bought it. I have not watched it yet, but uh, I, I've I, got it. Had I known, th- see, I bought actually bought the stupid steelbook thing because I'm an I- idiot. Uh, mm, well, you love those steelbooks. Kind of. <laughs> uh, had I known, like, there's no commentary on the movie. That's That's usually the reason I buy Blu-rays or buy DVDs. Is I like listening. Oh, you gotta to... look for that up front. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that at the time. I'm like, drat. <laughs> did the last one have a commentary? I think it did. Okay. Uh, I think all movies should. I mean, all good movies should have commentaries. <laughs> I mean, I love a good commentary. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it has a commentary. There's some directors who just won't do it. The Coens will never do a commentary. Yeah. Oh no, the... you're right. <laughs> Uh, Homecoming didn't have a commentary. Yeah. Or like Steven no. Spielberg will never do commentary. <laughs> right. But yeah, most of those, I, I'm not surprised by those. Most of those Disney movies haven't had commentary. I guess J- James Gunn will do one. Thor Ragnarok had one. Avengers do. Oh, yeah. Taika. Okay, sure. Avengers. Fair enough. Fair Avengers enough. Avengers do, yeah. I, I don't own all those, yeah. so. Uh, I actually don't know. Didn't Talk on my ass. Didn't James Cameron do one for like Aliens? Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, along with this news about Spider-Man, Sony is trying to make a Madam Web movie. I don't even know what that is. So, Madam Web is a, like, I only know her from the cartoon. Like, the old Fox, like, 1993 cartoon, where she was voiced by Stanley's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a woman, like, she can basically, like, tell the future. She's also blind, um, a lot of the time she's in, stuck in this like really weird looking sp- like spider, like web looking wheelchair, like life support system. Mm-hmm. How do you build a fucking movie around that? The, the, the short answer is you don't like it is such a bizarre concept. Then Sony has tried literally everything like they're throwing everything they can at the wall to figure out what can work. Like they're making that Michael Morbius movie. With Jared but Leto. Dude, okay, a, a person being just because she's um, trapped in a medical device and does everything with her mind doesn't mean she can't be an active protagonist. Uh, you know, it, you look at look at something like Source Code, where he's in the in the device the entire time, or like um, yeah, he inhabits another pl- another another character. Yeah, that, that, so that's she, why that she can't works. do it with telepathy. No, yeah, and she, she's not telepathic. Well, but she's she just... can, she can, she can. Info, it says here, including telepathy and clairvoyance. Sounds like she can do all sorts of stuff remotely. Yeah, only to Spider-Man, <laughs> or only to like Spider People, not to anyone else. Oh, okay. So, so she's just a. Uh... Wait, so is she like a villain? Is she an? Is she a, an? No, a, no, no, is she one of his uh, enemies? No, no, she's a helper. Like she tells him, like you know, oh, in a car. I mean. I only really know her from the cartoon where, like, she was like, oh, Beyonder's coming. You know, you got to stop him. And she was voiced. Is she basically just a tutorial in your head to tell Spider-Man what to do? Yeah. She's, well, she's basically like Ben Kenobi. Okay. Uh, you know, like, but she's such a... Well, I'm assuming this has got to be like, then it's going to be like a prequel series before she uh, uh, becomes disabled. Well, maybe, but I think she's always disabled. 
Or, I mean, yeah, huh. she's also, I guess she's a mutant. Uh, but she's just such a nothing character. Like, you know, yeah, she's an elderly woman with, you know, who's disabled on a giant life support system. Oh, man. Do you think they could, like, do you think they could get, like, a big star for this? If it was a Disney Plus series, do you think they could get, like, a Helen Mirren? Or or a Judy or a Dame Judy Dench, well, she, it, uh, to be Madame Web. Judy Dench lost the Dame part when she went when she became, was in a Riddick movie. <laughs> oh, she was great in that. Uh, as always, the person I want for this is Kathy Bates. Hmm. <laughs> yes. She's, yes. She's my go-to casting choice for any movie. <laughs> yes, I know she would play. She'll play Mara Jade in The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I'm. Like, remember when Sony announced they were going to make a uh, Black Cat and Silver Sable movie, or a Sinister Vaguely. Six movie, or uh-huh. a Craven the Hunter movie, and none yeah. of them came through? Mm. Uh, this is how I feel about this. <laughs> okay, you just think it's never going to happen? Right. I think Sony is incredibly so desperate to hang on to Spider-Man that it's all they have left. Well, then let's not talk about it any longer. Uh, well, except for their uh, award-winning Ghostbusters universe. <laughs> well, let's not talk about that either. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I imagine you're probably pretty ambivalent, if not negative, but I'm kind of interested in that new Ghostbusters movie. Zero faith. Not even in uh, Jason Reitman? Uh, Jason Reitman has a mixed track record. I don't, he has made movies I really liked. I really liked Up in the Air. Um, I thought Thank You for Smoking was a decent but not great adaptation of that book, which is a wonderful book. Yeah. Um, he's also made some stinkers. Yep. I don't know. Uh, oh, he made Juno, didn't he? I liked Juno. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, might be okay, but I just, they, um, they just botched Ghostbusters so badly last time that. That's just because women aren't funny, let's be honest. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. Uh, that It's just because you can't just improvise a Ghostbusters. You can't Paul Feig. Yeah, it, it's like, be funny. A Ghostbusters. Talk about wonton yeah. super five minutes. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, nothing, it doesn't matter how great an improv comedian you are it's it's hard to improv a ghostbusters see the, so, the thing is is yeah. in Go- i think in ghostbusters like the original one the only person improvising was bill murray and yeah. he wasn't and even then it was just to add insults and well, stuff he, to the yeah, script he wasn't improv- improvising like whole scenes yeah, he was just kind of ripping on people like you know ripping on you know uh ray or you know something like that like he's not like he also the the amount of dancing in Ghostbusters is next to zero, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's. But you're excited for what Jason Reitman's going to do. We'll we'll see if he gets. All right, we'll know how much of a um, how much he really cares if he brings back um, the old synths and the as um, usual. The only, ma- the only thing you care the about old is the ma- music. No. <laughs> And maybe get Peter Bernstein to do the music. If Jason Reitman's directing the movie, Peter Bernstein should do the music. Since he's the son of the original composer. Once again, you're focusing on the most my, the most arbitrary thing, which is the music, as opposed yes. to the if, story. <laughs> if they get Peter Bernstein, then I'll at least know that they're serious about making a real Ghostbusters. 
anyway, <laughs> uh, last game, last thing is new games for next week and maybe the week after. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, there's one in there that I care about. Which there's is what? actually none in the Google Doc. None. No, no. I, yeah, I'm looking at a different website. Sorry. Uh, what, okay. What's the, what's the game you care about? Uh, October 29th, Atelier Riza. They're making another Atelier game. <laughs> I, yes. I, I just reviewed one like a, like two months ago or three months ago. Yeah, but this 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 one is different. Dear God, <laughs> Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> next week is uh, Outer Wilds. Is next Tuesday? Yeah, for PS4, uh-huh. which I've heard is right. a good good RPG on P- on Xbox One and PC. Uh, Wait, Outer Wilds. You, that's not the RPG. Outer Wilds is the uh, kind of puzzle game. Yeah, travel travel around the galaxy, solving puzzles, rewinding time, maybe. Yeah, I believe Outer Worlds is the other is like the uh, RPG made by the New Vegas developers. Yeah, that's why I just wanted to be clear because you said RPG. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, my mistake. Uh Earth Defense Force Iron Rain is hitting PC next Tuesday. So you can, you, you can buy that copy. <laughs> oh. Uh, ring, that Switch Ring Fit ring thing is coming out next Friday. No clue. Oh, it's a big plastic like exercise ring you can slap a Switch controller into. Okay. Uh, I guess Plants for Zombies is hitting... Uh, you know, consoles. Switch? No. PC, Xbox, and PS4. No, it would be a good Switch game though. Well it's not it's not what you think it is. It's not a it's not a Plants for Zombies game. It's a Garden Warfare game. Oh, Garden Warfare. Never mind then. Yeah. Uh who cares? The way that EA has fucked up that franchise is incredibly impressive. Because Plants for Zombies one is a fantastic tower defense game. Great like Good, good personality, funny humor, great gameplay, yeah. simple but fun. And they had, two was the same, more of the same, but with terrible microtransactions. Yeah, and not on consoles, or you know, just mobile. And it's like, I, I, yes. I don't want to play it then. Like, just give me something I can buy for twenty bucks, and I'll be happy. Uh, and their whole like trying to turn it into like garden warfare, warfare. It's like who, who was asking for this? Like. <laughs> Just make another. I, I know a teenager actually who was super into Garden Warfare when that was first big. Like the first one, it had kind of it's an interesting premise, I guess, but not enough to make two more of them. Like, who cares? Get back to what people care about. Like the way that like EA is like really fucked PopCap up is like, wow. Like, do you want to do you want to bury him? Like, what's the deal? Where's my new Peggle? Peggle, uh. I would mind another Bejeweled. Uh, they did something else that I like too, I think. Um, but yeah, they just don't make games anymore. Or it's like they just completely lost uh, what they Wait, were. Wait, is Garden Warfare not a game? Garden Warfare is coming out. No, it is, but I think that's Dice. I mean, they're, mm, like, they're like just co- a license, co-developing it or something. Mm, okay. uh, oh, they did something else I like too. Oh, Zoom is fine. Didn't play that one. Okay. 
Uh, I really like Plants vs. Zombies the first, and I really like the two Peggle games. Those are my three good PopCap games. Yeah. Well, you don't like you don't like Bejeweled? Eh. Actually, if I could afford it, I would really want to get Beju- uh, Puzzle Quest on Switch. Nah. Played it, don't care. I mean, I played it too, but I, it'd be nice just to have that, like a mobile version of that game. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like it that much. Okay. I really like the first one. The other two were mm. really... Or Puzzle Quest 2 was just kind of bland and puzzle quest galactics was a nightmare <laughs> mm. yeah i didn't, didn't play if the spinoffs or anything uh the week after i know the game you got pre-ordered already uh next tuesday or not next tuesday but two tuesdays from now is wwe 2k20 <laughs> <laughs> people might actually believe your lies <laughs> They don't know me well enough. No, I. We all, I, um, we all know you're a big Roman Reigns fan. Don't 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 lie. <laughs> Did they put him on the box? Did yeah. they put it on the oh, box? Yeah. Then I might have to get it. Oh yeah, him, no, him no, and, I have uh, no idea who Roman. Him and Becky I do not Lynch. know who Roman Reigns is. Yeah. No idea. Well, this will be a good chance for you to find out. I'll be sending you a review copy. I suppose. <laughs> well, I'll just read your review. Uh, next fr- or two Fridays from now is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Like the. Oh, cool. The. The reimagining of the original? Yeah. Wait. So Call of Duty 4, I should say? Yeah. I'm okay. kind of curious. Like, I didn't buy the last one because I, I, I actually play this game for the story. Like, maybe I'm weird, but I, I'm i just not into the multiplayer aspect of those games that much. But Yeah, it's still my favorite campaign out of any modern Call of Duty. I know there's people who love Blobs 2, who think Blobs 2 is the best one, but I'm still a Modern Warfare 1 yeah. fan. Uh, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1. Right. So confusing. Uh, medieval, the Medieval re, uh, remake is hitting two Fridays from now. Medieval? Is that a platformer? Yeah, it's a PS1 game, or it used to be. Ah, yes. Sir, oh, I vaguely. I, I've seen that box. Sir I... Dan Fortescue coming back at you. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I guess a game Sean has been interested in, The Legend of Heroes Trials of Cold Steel 3. Yes. It's hitting two Tuesdays from now, October 22nd. All right. Don't I have that on Vita? I'm pretty sure I have that on Vita. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Unless it's the... Oh, wait, no, that's the second... Man, yeah, okay, I'm they, on they behind. Made a few, they made a bunch of those games. <laughs> yeah, so three is coming out now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do I have room for another RPG in my life right now is the question. No. <laughs> uh... Yeah. uh too much content. Also, though, the I guess the last for the last week of October, uh, that I'll tell you a right uh, Ryza game that you want that's coming out. Yes. Uh, Yakuza six or Yakuza four on October 29th. Download only. Yep. Well, I think they're. I'm waiting for the complete set. Yeah. In early next year, there will be a complete release in box of of uh, Yakuza three, four, and five. Right. Remastered. So that's what I'll be getting. Uh, I've played those games before. I'm not like, I don't need to play them again, right? I'm not so desperate I'm going to buy them digitally right now. Right. Uh, Harvest, yes. A new Harvest Moon game, Mad Dash on 29th. Uh-huh. On PS4. Uh, oh, interesting. Resident Evil. Have there been, have there been uh, Harvest Moon games on PlayStation 4 before? No. I, the series has been kind of dormant, I think. Like, I think the last one was yeah, mobile. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. I think they realized so that's kind of a big release for Harvest Moon fans. That's that's new. Uh, well, I think I think once uh, you know Stardew Valley came out and they realized, hey, wait a minute, people actually like these games. There's an audience. Like, yeah, yeah. Stardew Valley was big. Um, what else? 
Oh yeah, Resident Evil four and five or five and six are coming to the Switch. I hear from Digital Foundry that those versions are junk. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The last I'm I'm looking at now the last console Harvest Moon game was on the Wii. I'm telling you, the moment you want to play Resident Evil six with me, I'll buy you a PS4 copy. <laughs> Want to make me suffer been, suffer as much as you you will? <laughs> I love that game. I've been itching to play it co-op with somebody again. Uh, I do. You, I assume you listen to the old Giant Bomb podcast about or Gamespot podcast about RE Six. Oh yeah, it was great. Okay, I it took me forever to find lots that. of good Brad in that. It took me forever to find that podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I made a tweet about it like three years ago, and someone messaged me like this year saying, "Oh, I have all that podcast archive." I'm like. Send me the link now, and he did. Excellent. <laughs> so I, I That's a it classic all. episode. Yeah, I remember listening to that multiple times back when it came out in yeah. a row. Yep, because it's very good. Yeah, the last Harvest Moon game was on the Wii, which is you know that was a while ago. Like that was two thousand. Wow, that was two thousand eight. <laughs> Man, so it's been a lot of room for another Harvest Moon in my life right now. Because well, they released a bunch more, but they're all on DS or PSP or 3DS. So mm-hmm. it's like that's yeah, that's not what I want. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cool. Well, that's uh, exciting. And a new Atelier game, a new Harvest Moon game. It's a you know, a embarrassment of riches. Forget all that. The last game on Halloween, October thirty first, is Lu- a new Luigi's Mansion game. Oh yeah. Oh man, so many games. Uh which I'm. I never played the first two. Well, the the first one was GameCube. The second was 3DS. 3DS. Yes. So that's why I didn't play that one. I didn't play the first one I, just because. But I've heard good things, and it looks interesting. I have the GameCube one. It is excellent. Uh, didn't play the 3DS one very much for some reason. Oh, I got a copy of, uh, speaking of GameCube, I got a copy of Super Smash Brothers Melee, like, two days ago. Oh, cool. For f- I never played that version. For free, which is nice. <laughs> oh, how did you get that? Someone on Twitter I follow was like, I'm getting rid of my old GameCube crap. Uh, who wants it? Or, you know... He had like oh, a nice. he had like a, a lot of game pretty nice games and I was like I would take all yeah. of, I would take melee and all of your Zelda games. I would, would like some of that. I've I've got a fairly reasonable collection of GameCube games that I wouldn't mind expanding some. Yeah, and he sent me melee, so I was like, all right, <laughs> good enough. That's he, nice. he sent me the, like the it's funny he sent me like the first edition too. Because mm. that game is like that game's still kind of expensive. It's like forty bucks online. Yeah. Uh, but like the first edition was like a hundred. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool. Uh, oh, and the, uh, the other, other game you'll be itching to play at the, near the end of October, Disgaea 4 Complete. <laughs> oh. Man, do I have room in my life right now for another Disgaea? No, no one has room in their life for another. <laughs> I, I, I want to like Disgaea, but it just has too many arcane systems in place. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a series I used to like, but it's not. Uh, I just don't think I've got the patience for it anymore. Yeah, I, I like like even the first game. I like, like I like Laharl and Etna, and I like the game world they set up. But like the actual playing the strategy game is just terrible. I think hmm. it's just too complex. Like Fire Emblem keeps things pretty simple: melee, archer, and magic person. <laughs> hmm. You don't need to know. Like, there's not like thirty types of different magic people. There's like. At the most, two healer and damage dealer. That's about it. And you can you can kind of class them up differently if you need to. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm. But all right, well, that's it for this week or 
we will see when we do one of these again next. <laughs> yeah, if, if once it, we've um, if, if this, gained some energy back, we're ending on a pretty low note energy-wise. Yeah, if we have to shame Sean to do one of these, but I doubt it because he's too cuckolded by his girlfriend. So, <laughs> oh, good lord, do you want to leave this on the show? I, I don't mind. He won't listen to this. <laughs> uh, right. But, yep, uh, keep playing games and... Oh, and we'll, we'll do our best to do the same. Yep. 